Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly look at the IMDb's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Graham. I'm Breed. And this week we're taking a look at a This Just In, which is 22 years in the making. Neon Genesis Evangelion, End of Evangelion, uh, came into the list at 181, has been steadily dropping ever since, but it's a movie I've been watching for quite a while. It's been a movie that I had my eye on since I think we started doing this podcast as a, fi- as a mm. film that was going to like come in eventually once it managed to hit the requisite number of votes. Um, so to join us, we invited... Uh, I never realised your life was so interesting. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so um, yeah, so it's one of those movies that I've sort of been watching, keeping an eye on, and sort of like, there are certain movies that I expect, once they hit the number of votes necessary to land the list, which is two hundred, uh, sorry, which is 25,000 votes, yeah. um, then I imagine they'll place quite high, and this one has done that as well. This is an interesting film. It's directed by uh, Hideki Anau, uh, who we may know. We've discussed some of his work on Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, uh, where he animated the infamous God Warrior sequence. He's also probably best known to Western audiences for directing Shin Godzilla, uh, the movie which was released, I think, two years ago, the live-action Godzilla from Toho oh, Studios again. Yeah, Toho Studios, they've brought back. I love that film. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it is really good. There, there was a tweet about how most movies could be improved by the addition of uh, Godzilla. Especially that version. That version of Godzilla, definitely, I could see that. Um, but yeah, so the, inclu- yeah, including the American version of Godzilla no. could probably be, be <laughs> by adding more Godzilla. If we actually added real Godzilla into that film, might have been a good you film. More Godzilla. People wanted to see a Remains of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> and they just had to get Godzilla in there for marketing purposes. Was Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. He just looks out the window. <laughs> and stares there. longingly yeah. at Emma Thompson. Uh, but yes, yeah, so... End of Evangelion, which is an interesting film. We invited our anime experts. Oh, uh, we invited God. Graham, who's joined us for Anime April uh, the past couple of years, yeah. and Breed as well, who you may remember from Into the Spider Verse, uh, to basically to, to <laughs> join us and help give us some sort of like context for for talking about this because this is a, an interesting film in some respects. Just a bit of backstory and context, which I feel like it might have been a good idea to give you before we sat down to watch the movie. But listeners, I'm sure you'll appreciate it all the more. Uh. A Neon Genesis Evangelion was a an anime series that ran between 1995 and 1996. It was notable for beginning as a fairly standard uh, mech series, which is standard Japanese uh, sort of template. Mm. Uh, previous examples include like Battleship Gundam, for example, yeah, from yeah. the early 80s. But it's very much a standard uh, sort of form of Japanese sort of like storytelling. And indeed, if you want to look at a Western equivalent, look at things like Pacific Rim, which is very much a, an homage to that style of yeah. like storytelling. And Neon Genesis Evangelion began as that because Hideki Anno was a big fan of that sort of uh, work and storytelling. Mm. And then over the course of its 26 episodes, it kind of took a turn. A large part of the show was rooted in the fact that Anno had spent four years beforehand uh, battling with his own depression. Um, he spent four years struggling, as he said, it, struggling to find an excuse to go outside in the morning. Mm. Um, and he, what he found was... He read a lot of Freud, a lot of Jung, and he decided that the best way to do it would be to pour it into his artwork. Oh, wow, that really shows. And so, over the course of its first 16 episodes, uh, Evangelion is a fairly standard mech show, but it's exceptionally well realized with, like, three-dimensional characters and sort of, like, a little bit of extra nuance and a little bit of deconstruction, a little bit of, like, playing with the tropes Mm. of the the genre to a certain extent. And then its final 10 episodes, it gets weird. Um, to the point where apparently what Anu had done is he'd been given some self-help books that had told him how to deal with his depression (laughs) and he decided that was exactly how he was going to write the show now final two episodes of the show 
were somewhat controversial when they were released. They were animated in a very low-key style. Some speculation has been that the animation crew either ran out of time or money. Anu has denied this to this day and said they turned out exactly as he intended. A lot of them are just pencil sketches and the camera panning over, over pencil sketches while characters narrate their inner thoughts and insecurities, their sort of self-doubts and their journeys towards self-actualization. Were they, were they like, coloured? No, some of them are black and white. Oh, they're, okay. they're very, like, Animal Man-esque, if you can imagine, in terms of, like, American comics. Yeah. Like, there are points where they deconstruct themselves, where they become pencil sketches and then become shading and then start losing their mm. details and features of themselves as oh. the sort of... At representing the erosion of the self. Now, these were the final two episodes that aired in 1996. When they aired, the fandom of the show was not exactly happy with this. Uh, they I've didn't about this. see it as a payoff mm. to the giant mech warrior monster story that they had <laughs> felt they had been promised. Like, I know the ending more than I actually know the series yeah. and how hated it is. Oh, it was absolutely hated. There were like... There was graffiti outside the Gainax building, for example. <laughs> smashed windows at their offices. Death threats. In fact, like, I... One of the things that Anu includes in Neon Genesis Evangelion End of Evangelion are like quick snippets of letters of death threats that he received for writing the ending to the show that he did, right? It's nice to know we haven't really changed that much. People, you know, people go, my God, if the internet has turned us into monsters... It seems like we were monsters a long time. Yeah, this is very much like this got a bit of a Last Jedi response. Uh. However, we ended up with a bit of a paradox where, like, end of 1996, everybody hated the ending that Anu had written for Evangelion. However, Evangelion was also one of the most lucrative anime TV series ever. So the studio had a bucket full of money and went up to him and said, we'd like you to do a feature film adaptation of your work. And basically end it on the big screen so you can sell it to so we can sell it to people and fans and get them to go see it. Anu apparently said, "Yeah, sure, I'll take your money." Um, and was like, uh, "Watch me do this." He released two di- two different films. The first one was Death and Rebirth, which was a repackaging. Death was just a clip show, basically, of the previous twenty six episodes of the oh. show. Um, and then End of Evangelion is an alternate version or an externalized version. Of the two final episodes that cause so much. It's not an OVA, is it? Oh, it's an OVA. An OVA is kind of like they can be redone versions or kind of remastered versions of a selection of stories. They can even be out of canon, oh, right. so people can. It's weird. I think Japan, in the sense that they do it, that there's an OVA version or there's the canon version, and so it's kind of like giving fans, you know, their cake. You know, you know, they can have either cake and what, what's the saying? Have their cake and eat it. Yeah, you can go. This is my version, or this is my version. Yeah. Uh, anime just done it a lot. So I, I, when I was watching this, I was thinking, is this an OVA? Am I watching an OVA? I think you might be. Yeah. I, I didn't know the term existed. Yeah, yeah but you'll yeah, notice, for term. example, like the title OVA. <laughs> yes, EVA. Yes, we were definitely watching an oh, EVA. Yeah. Um, but you'll notice, like when you're watching it again, this isn't too spoilery, but they're actually, despite the fact it's a feature film that was released in cinemas. And includes like shots of audience watching the feature film that they're watching in cinema. <laughs> um, it's actually titled. I knew as, that's what that was. It's titled as episode twenty five and twenty six, and there's little title cards as well. Yeah. yeah. And did the, we watch a movie with the with, like with the ending? Like they had the ending theme in the middle of it. I was yeah. just like, Darren, did you did you accidentally get the last two episodes mixed up with the film? No, no, 
that that was definitely the film. Definitely. Wow. But the idea is that they were an alternate version, no. and I didn't know you called them an OVA. Yeah, but... you can call them an OVA, like because the, there's loads of like TV shows that have it. Like Full Metal Alchemist is one of the most famous ones. Has two different versions of it: one made by the studio and one made by the actual author of the manga. Mm. The ma- and because people did not like how the anime was made, they didn't like the ending. They didn't like where the characters went. And that, that, that even spawned off to get its own film that would then wrap it up. But people were just like, no, we want how the manga ends because the manga is far superior. So um, I think a couple years ago, the author and uh, the studio decided to, come to join forces and yeah, animate the manga into an actual TV show called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood which everyone considers the far superior version and the canon version. Like, I wouldn't even let Breed watch, <laughs> watch, the, watch original. the original version because you watch the new version and you're just like, it's far superior in every aspect. Well, you should note, actually, by the way, that Anu uh, keeps coming back to um, <laughs> keeps going back to Neon Genesis Evangelion. Almost like a painting. Despite, no, but despite the fact that, and again, this probably doesn't spoil much, but there's a real sense that he doesn't necessarily care for a certain amount of the people who are watching it. Um, but like he's actually there's a rebuild of Evangelion which is four feature length films that are being released that are retelling the story just with a different yeah, emphasis I heard that. Yeah. Um, and there's also a version of Netflix coming to Netflix which is part of the reason why we decided that well I decided that we would do this uh, <laughs> we would do this this just in because it's arriving on Netflix on June 21st so we thought it might be a good idea to watch the film watch that. a little my, bit my, before my, watch that. so Netflix <laughs> will be releasing the original masters of the first 26 episodes the two feature films including the one we just watched and an entire new series as well, which is also overseen by mm. by now. But here's the thing: it's probably sorry. better to to do the OVA, do like a different <laughs> version, rather than rather than continuing the continuity and then retconning kind of um, the the Reversing. things that people didn't like. Yeah, which which mm. is I think what 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 tends to happen with kind of movies and properties yeah. over yeah. here. Yeah, they don't do that. In, they don't do that in anime a lot, do they? Sometimes I'm, the funny thing is hearing the context of an OVA in this because half the time they use it for okay we have this really serious storyline right we're just going to take an episode out and bring them all to the beach but it's out of canon so don't worry about it and then we'll right back to seriousness next week so this, this is a very is, different this, type this, of, we're not at the beach kids we're not at the beach <laughs> but we are at the beach we begin and end at the beach appropriately enough oh god we are at oh god we are at the beach <laughs> I was all over the place in this film. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I decided, like, because I came up with the idea of doing this, because it wasn't this just in, I decided I should sort of jump on the, the bullet here, and I watched the, entire, the I watched the entire, like, 26-episode anime, and... It's the, on Netflix now, isn't it? it the original? It, no, the original's not on Netflix yet. And no, no, not no, yet. You jumped on the bullet, but the grenade was in the room and killed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were actually... You, you jumped on it, the grenade. Yeah, you actually <laughs> may have actually saved yourself, because maybe you understood what was going on <laughs> the bullet was actually heading in a completely different direction <laughs> none of us were at risk but we appreciate the thought Darren uh, but yeah so I, I watched the 26 episodes but you guys not and none of you three have actually seen Neon Genesis Evangelion we were planning to actually yeah. but we didn't have a chance unfortunately to uh, watch it. I, I've known about this show for a very long time I've never been interested and I think the reason why is because my friends told me before I was going to watch it Go, they just went Graham it's got the worst ending an anime has ever had and it has the worst protagonist and now after watching that film 
I can completely agree. Shinji, oh, oh I can't wait to get into the spoiler zone. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Oh, because oh, I've fair. never I've, like I I because anime protagonists are usually supposed to be like you know the, the down and outs, but they 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 rise and like they're kind of like these like almost perfect individuals that everyone kind of loves. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Shinji. Maybe the character in this isn't that without no. getting too spoilery. Yeah, perhaps <laughs> yeah. 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 The, to find out that this was kind of the um, creator's personal yeah. um, uh, issues put up on screen is very uh, revealing. revealing. It's very yeah. telling. It actually right. makes a lot of sense. It's very uh, uh, courageous in a way to to kind of re- reveal, mm. reveal so much of oneself given the um the, the specifics of, of the movie we've just seen <laughs> yeah. yeah i will say like I, I don't know if this is just my opinion on it but manga and yeah. anime in particular you can tell on a lot about an author they seem to put their their beliefs their right. like uh, and unfortunately even some some of their prejudices into their work far more i think than western authors and western ro- and western filmmakers and that um, and this is for again, like I said, the betterment or the detriment to their work. Like for example, uh, there's Hunter Hunter, uh, which is one of the best anime I've ever watched. Uh, but Breed believes that due to how he writes females or lack thereof, that he maybe has no real understanding or, of them or like you know what I mean. Well, like, it would be hard author. to tell, Graham. I mean, if I could see a female character, I'd be able to tell you. Like I'll tell you right now, out of the I want to say three hundred, maybe. Four, 300 episodes there are five female characters none really? of it none Name of them. i don't want to because there aren't no there are it's just some of them all the the majority Background of the female characters the, the majority of the female characters Shopkeeper. in this no no the majority of the female characters are actually men who have become women so it's like, like i've put a female in so it's all right but don't worry she's not really a woman it's okay and then there's like ah, all, the, all the all the all the leads. Which I feel is a point we may come back to later. <laughs> and all the leads, all the leads are men, even though one of them could very easily have been a girl. We did think he was a girl. For we a did while. think he was a girl until he started talking. Well, it makes sense to have a a show populated entirely by men because um, women are really mean. <laughs> and, uh, Here we go. <laughs> they don't understand us. We're, we're going down our own rabbit hole. Clearly getting into um, <laughs> Evangelion issues here. We're, we're already getting into it. <laughs> but um, okay, so let's let's just talk very briefly initial impressions. Like, so my question watching this, as again, I've watched the twenty six episodes leading into this, and the you're the expert there. here. You realize that, right? And that made not necessarily the greatest amount of sense to me. So oh I what really? Are you serious? <laughs> I was thinking it, it was just it, us. It feels like a finale. <laughs> so I, I have one question just actually one question. for you. Yeah, just oh, one. Well, I have many, but one pertinent question. Um, it very much felt like the culmination of Shinji's journey. Is there now, a journey in those twenty-five episodes? No, if there was a journey prior to that, that he had been broken down at some point, that would make sense. He. Shinji, as and again, this is going to be very broad because we're not getting into the spoilers. Yeah. Shinji, who's the protagonist of this story, is uh, very candidly a stand-in for a number of different things, uh, including Hideki Hanu, the creator of this, mm-hmm. but also, to a certain extent, he's been read as a commentary or parody on fans mm-hmm. of anime to a certain extent. Oh, that's why I hate him. Ah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Shinji's introduced... There's a meme or a meme online that consists of Shinji... <laughs> 
Get in the damn mech. Yes. Uh, which is pretty much and like it's it's a major recurring theme of this film, but it's a recurring theme of the entire show. Mm. Is like there's a situation. Get Shinji the is the only person who can deal with it. All he literally has to do is climb into the cockpit of this giant immortal warrior thing. Oh no, Shinji's lying on the ground, crying, <laughs> whispering to himself again. Well, no. <laughs> no! No! That, that actually didn't happen in the show. You can tell they had creative freedom for the film. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's definitely an unusual take for something from the mech genre. Because yeah. it is not the usual story. No, because like, Breed and I have watched a fair number of... Gundam series, yeah. uh, and to be fair, they're very, they're very intelligent. They're very adult. Sometimes quite dark. Very dark. Um, I believe they're interested in politics as well. Oh, very, very, yeah. very, very interested in politics. It's it's fantastic. Um, none of the characters are like him, <laughs> and I, I it's such. Oh, well, I just you know really want to get into it. Uh, maybe like that makes him, him unique. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a word. I like him more now, finding out that it was also like a comment on fans. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we're, we're probably going to talk about like that. Manga, or, manga authors seem to have a very love-hate relationship with their authors. Like, Akira Toriyama does not seem to give a crap about his fans. And he has a lot of fans. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, um, again, we'll probably talk a bit more about this. But, like, to a certain extent, Shinji is also a deconstruction of the idea of the mech warrior protagonist, I mm-hmm. believe, having read. In that yeah, the idea of the mech much. warrior protagonist is that you have a kid and you put them in a giant battle suit, a giant robot. And they go around, they cause large-scale destruction. They go nuts. They go nuts. And it's kind of this heroic childhood fantasy. Yeah. And one of the things that makes, because it's so fixated on Freud, there's a lot of Freud in here. Yes. Um, but I mean, because it's so fixated on that sort of weird psychology, there's an element of almost deconstruction about it, which is like, well, these are actually child soldiers. And if they were doing the stuff that these things are doing, they would probably be horrifically traumatized by that and messed up by that. And I mean, it's telling that like one of his first lines is, I'm so messed up. Um, yeah. which is That's very not the line. a character yeah. <laughs> having just seen Akira where they, where they were yeah where, power uh, fantasy where they weren't they weren't mechs but 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 it, it was it was a lot of power to to, <laughs> to, to give to a teenager yeah, yeah, a exactly. teenage boy in particular yeah um, but yeah so did it make any sense to you guys oh yeah yeah but the I, movie I, that we I, just yeah, watched. No, I followed no, it. Yeah, it's very easy. It, it's easy to follow once it gets going, but like, there's a lot of terminal jargon thrown around that obviously, if we watch the God, scene, it's an anti-AT field. I, I imagine that's a field that breaks down. down the mechs. Yeah. I imagine that's what it does. So like, it breaks yeah. the mechs so that the pilots can't utilize the power of the mechs during a fight. Yeah. I imagine that's it. Yeah, I, yeah I like, you could follow most of it in context. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning... I, I, w- I was thinking, oh, none of this makes sense. But then I fell asleep. And, and, and... <laughs> Did you fall asleep? Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not supposed to reveal that. That's the spoiler zone. Um, you were no. laughing a lot for a guy yeah. who was asleep. You are having a funny time. No, dream. at a certain point, like, um, uh, later in the movie, I think I fell asleep. Oh, okay. But, and, uh, um, Did you wake up and then we're just like, oh, no. Oh, I woke up a few happens. times. <laughs> the, the, um, but... but Andrew, what is reality? <laughs> Oh, and God. what is a dream? Exactly. Did you enter your but, dream? No, this movie didn't really, didn't, didn't, didn't make sense. It's funny because Akira <laughs> made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Is it because um, it's an isolated story? I mean, this technically isn't. You need I, to I, understand. I'll, I think. I'll try. I'll try to explain maybe on the other side of the yeah. spoilers on what I thought it was. Uh, I'm excited before somebody yeah. else explains. Uh, no, sorry. After somebody. Okay, else Okay, I was gonna explains. say. Are you, are you jumping on that grenade no, no. slash bullet? <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna bite the grenade, <laughs> <laughs> as they say. Okay. All right, jump on that bullet. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna ask three questions before we go into the spoiler zone, and we're gonna start with Breed. So, Breed, 
Do you think that Neon Genesis Evangelion, End of Evangelion, belongs on a list of the top 250 movies ever made? No. Fair. Okay, cool. I can give reasons, but I'll do that later. Okay, okay. If they're they're very specific, we'll get into those later. Graham. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. Any any reason, any broad? The voice quality sounds like an abridged series from from the early 2000s. Um, the dialogue is awful. Uh, there's one character in this that is literally like got the same expression on his face, even though everything is literally crumbling around him, both physically and meta- metaphorically. Uh, and we, I think we all know who we're talking about. The grey-haired yeah. guy who's just like, yeah. and so the end and beginning is here. This and he's just got the much. same look he's had since the very beginning. <laughs> he might as well be going, I would like a burger large and a Coke. All right. And Andrew. I, I think I... I think this is one of the. Um, I think this is one of the worst movies. <laughs> yes, we've ever covered. It probably doesn't belong on the bottom one hundred. No, no, um, but no, it, um, no. It, it, I, I was kind of like watching it, kind of laughing. Yes, um, we know. Like, <laughs> we were there. I, I was wondering, kind of like, um, because as Graham says, the, um, the 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 voices weren't great. I was like, oh, might this have been uh, uh, better as as a sub? Mm. But I don't know. It, it was kind of two minutes in, and I wasn't going to say, hey, maybe you should have. It, we will what be about help- you, Darren? Uh, no, I, I don't think it does. And in fact, I think it's I think it's only there as sort of like because it's. The culmination of it. It's got the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2 vote going for it. Yeah. yeah. Which is the idea that... And again, I think that, like, Neon Genesis Evangelion wouldn't be one of my favourite TV shows. But I watched it. I liked a lot of it. And I more appreciated what I it guess up until the, 10th, until the 16th episode where things started to go weird. No, I, I actually liked a lot more after the 16th oh, episode okay. where things started to go right. weird. You don't like mech fights? I'm not... I, I mean, I can watch Pacific I love Rim. I, I feel like, you know, I can watch Transformers. Gundam's very good. You I recommend the Gundam shows. I... Yeah, I've watched four of the five. Yeah, but you watch six. every movie. <laughs> six. That's a six. six. Oh, I've watched five of the six then. There you go. Four uh, of the five is not the name of the what, third movie. <laughs> did you watch, what, what was it, not last night or? I missed the one with Anthony Hopkins. Last night. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right then. So the second question, and I feel mm-hmm. having read the room, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> okay. Would this make your own list of your own personal top 250 movies of all time, Breed? No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just, just no, 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 no qualification there. Um, and we're going to talk about that in the spoiler zone. I feel. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. There's so many reasons why. Uh, no. Uh, God, no. No, a million <laughs> times. No, no. As, wow, okay. as an inverse of as an inverse of a certain Stark. No, three thousand. I hate you, three thousand. No. Really? Wow, that's a very strong. It's feeling. just. It's just. There's so much. So, so we, much. We should have we should have spoken about this earlier and agreed that somebody was going to like this movie. This <laughs> <laughs> kind of becomes a problem. No, but like to be fair, how often does this happen where no one may enjoy this? How often does that happen? I mean, I enjoy I enjoyed it in the sense I laugh, like because like, <laughs> there was, there was a lot of and it's funny that you say that who um, started to kind of play with some of the the tropes. Because this just felt really tropey with no kind of sense of, um, of 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 irony. It's like they had a a book of 
of, of these kind of like manga conventions like, uh, cliches yeah. I've like and checked them off as they're going nah. yeah I'll, I'll stand up for it a little bit there and I'll say that I feel like that was quite pointed in the sense that like there's a real sense of well, you guys sent me death threats for writing an existential broad yeah, and abstract ending to my thing that I did. So you want mech conventions? You want death and destruction? You want violence? You want characters dying? Here you go. So, sorry, so, so, Darren, is that, does that mean it's in your top 250? No. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no, it is not anywhere near my top 250. But I... I liked it more than I sensed the other three people in the room. Maybe it's Stockholm Syndrome. It's, I think once we get into the spoiler zone, I, I, it's not that I hated it, but it's just I need to talk more about it in spoiler aspects to discuss what I liked and what I disliked. All right. So, Darren, would right. you recommend this movie? <laughs> oh, Andrew's taking it. Wow, yeah, just uh, jumping on, throwing that grenade or bullet, apparently. Uh, but yeah, um, I would... Well, certainly not by itself. Um, <laughs> certainly, if you are going to try this thing, maybe ease yourself into watching the actual anime beforehand. If you're going to watch the anime, I don't have the depth of experience to know if it's a good anime or a bad anime. I'm kind of glad I watched it. I'm not sure if I liked it because it was good or I liked it because it was weird. But I kind of liked it. Um, so maybe give the anime a go. Dip mm-hmm. in, give five episodes, see if you like it or not. Yeah, um, there's a test. And then sort of continue on through. But certainly don't jump in on this. Uh, that would be my recommendation. <laughs> certainly don't start with this one. What about yourself, Andrew, since we're going this way across the table? <laughs> I was I was going to go in kind of... What, what people don't know how the table... Is laid out. <laughs> and that is fair. Yeah. It's constructed. We're all on different levels. <laughs> None of us can see each other. Yeah, we're all speaking through, through little audio, planks yeah. with ones and fours and twos on them. CL01, audio only. Yeah, audio only communication. Yeah, we pull the door open and realise that there, there's like a microphone there and Graham is, is communicating from some remote location. Yeah. Would I recommend this movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would... Yeah, I'd probably agree with, 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 with Darren in... Um, Perhaps watch the um, the anime uh, first if you're into anime, maybe. Because mm. uh, like I, I Akira felt like a very anime anime, but I really liked this. Yeah. And as someone who's who's not um, uh, uh, who doesn't have a huge investment in in the genre, who won't watch everything kind of um, uh, produced. Who yeah. yeah. So um, I'd maybe say there 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 are things to like about it. But um, yeah, perhaps uh, perhaps go back to the um, the, the series first. The series, yeah. And Graham, um, I, it's going to be the same for me. Uh, honestly, if you're into, because I know fans of Evangelion and um, they love the series now. They even put up with the fact that the ending is supposedly way too out there uh, in the in the anime. But like, it's a it is still a beloved series. So I would if I, I would recommend if you're both an anime fan and you're into mech and you want maybe a subversion of that, yeah, go watch go watch the series and then come to this. Coming into this, coming into this with only a, a kind of obtuse understanding of it is not great. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I I knew what was going on. I know the characters, but I know the characters from simple like memes of the years. And yeah, yeah, archetypes and like I know who Ray is. I know who Rin is. Because I've seen those type of characters done in anime before, yeah. um, uh, and I uh, like yeah, I I, re- I recommend it, but only on, like on the caveat that you watch the series first. That's that's really it. Give them a chance to make their own minds up. <laughs> oh, uh, the first pun of the evening. 
Oh, Andrew, don't you Eva change. Uh, Breed! Well, I suppose you could divide it into two groups. People who already like anime and people who don't. And I would recommend it to neither. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, fair. cool. That's fair. And I feel like this is the perfect point to jump into the spoiler zone. <laughs> uh. So, Breed. Yes. What is Neon Genesis Evangelion, End of Evangelion, about for you? I think it made a little more sense when you were saying um, about how he took the end of the story to discuss his own internal problems. But unfortunately, I don't think the ideal place for that was at the end of an already running series about an entirely separate issue. Um, yeah, it felt like maybe he created a series, it went really well, and then he was like, oh, I can use this as a vehicle to deal with my own problems. So let's just shove it in there. Does it give an ending? No, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to be fair to him, they, they were there from the outset, they just weren't as pronounced. No. Shinji yeah. was always... Shinji was always a bit crap. Like, again, oh god, you can his, tell his introductory sequence in the series is him being told to get in the mech the- and like having a dead child wheeled out in front of him to make him feel guilty, and him going, "I can't run away. I the, can't run away." The interesting thing about that is normally um, they use the mechs as um, for your protagonists. They solve their problems yeah. in the mechs. They deal with whatever issues they have, but Shinji doesn't get to that point. I mean, Asuka, for instance, is a more stereotypical mech, mech protagonist that's just like, take out all your rage, your feelings, your empathy. Yep. Um, Shinji, your mommy issues. my only saving grace for him was I was hoping he had some reason that he had been broken down. But if that had not been explored... I think well, in the series it explores why he's well, broken his, down. The reason that he's been broken down ah. is because his father sort of abandoned him and his mother's dead and nobody loves him and he yeah. hates himself. And yeah. Uh, and I mean, but like, a teenage boy. Yeah. 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 And like, it's, oh, it's interesting. Oh, yeah, the, the series is never like the series never skimps on blaming Shinji mm. for his own issues. Like the, um. the thing is that I found is it's fine. To, it's it's great actually. I think when artists are able to pour themselves into their work, like uh, I find uh, one of the most recent examples for me would be Rachel Bloom and uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she, yeah, she pours herself yeah. completely into that series. And it has, a, but it, but the thing is, like like Reed says, it has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. And she, you see her evolve throughout that series. With this, I I see the trappings of when someone tries to make a story all about them, and it does not quite work. Like you can tell that, she, like yeah, one he is like slagging off fa- his own fans with Shinji with the fact that. Oh, he's he he's you're you're the, you're this legendary warrior. You can like they call him the devil at one point. And it's like, what has he done that has made him the the devil? He and, got into the mech a couple. Of he got into the mech a couple. Of times, and I've heard and I've heard, like and I've heard from my friend. I've heard from my friends who've watched this. When he does get into the mech, he's a monster. Right. Like he like he decimates. Like the whole point is in the series. There's these things called angels, and they were monsters basically that would be destroying um, cities, countries, all this stuff. So they needed the the Avas, which are piloted by him, Ray, and Oscar. Yeah, and there are uh, several other pilots. There's several other the pilots that are in the cross show, but they're like dead by the point. Yes, by this point he in the killed scene. one of them directly. Yeah, Garrus. Yes, yeah. 
See, see, it is actually quite easy to follow. Yeah. <laughs> when you like, the only problem is. It's, is it? Because so. you fell like, asleep. Like, yeah, I feel yeah, like Andrew, you did fall like, asleep. Yeah. No, but I was watching the scene where he's like, "I'm useless. Everybody hates me. I killed Garu." <laughs> and I'm like, "Who's Garu?" Who's Garu? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, like did that. Like, here's the thing. The, 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 the I real didn't feed Garu. He died. Garu is Garu is the like. I'm fairly certain Garu is Japanese for wolf. So you could definitely say yeah, it was he, a dog. He let his pet die. Yeah, he feels really bad about it. I didn't feed Garu. Um, get well, if you over look at it that, that way, the root of Shinji is Shin, which is death. So that's yeah. the point. But that's the I point. Mean... He's like he's called the devil, and like when he like it's funny when he finally gets in the mech in this film, you think okay, it's about to go down. He's ah. going to massacre all of these Avas. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Well, he, he says, did... I'm going to give you death. I'm going to give you... You, you said he's going to give you death and destruction, everything you wanted. There was literally five minutes of fighting in this film and I hated that. There no, was only no, five minutes because no, it was pretty good. No, no, no. Like, the, the movie opens very transparently with like really cynical fan service. Mm, like, the, yeah. the, issue, the issue with the... Issue with the and I, Laughable. I, yeah. I, 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 like ridiculously to the... Le- cynical to the level of like being hilarious. Which it's is like... Because like, the entire... Because you guys did laugh. But no, no, that's it. But it's like... They're the, breaking the, into the mainframe. Secondary defenses are down. Yeah, but I mean, like, and you have this really graphic, brutal violence of people getting oh, yeah. machine gunned and head like headshots. Head. Yeah, and then like when, the, two shots when the, the bodies chest. down, two shots to make sure they stay down. Cars it's, driving over dead bodies. Yeah, like, yeah. I think we burst out laughing. Yeah, like there's a real sense of like again watching it, having like read interviews with Anu where he's like, I feel like some of my fans maybe need to go outside a bit. There's a real sense of him being like, I, well, screw you guys. You you wanted like yeah. you didn't like my introspective sort of and again the ending of the series is actually vaguely hopeful in the sense that like Shinji goes inside his own head and he has this little dialogue with himself and he learns to accept himself and like he sort of learns that he is okay as a person and that that's all that he really needed he didn't need a giant mech suit or the okay. many many women he's tried to sleep with across the uh, he hasn't, series he hasn't tried to sleep with he's just aggressive it... he's just aggressively objectified he like he doesn't try he's objectified what? No, he's object. He's objectified he them. Like, oh right, yeah. He's okay. stared at them, coveted them, yeah. lusted after them, but I not mean, the done anything. The opening shot has him with Master white liquid. Yeah, around yeah. Him. With, uh, there's a white the semen. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that actually? Of is course it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he did it over her body. Yeah, well, she was unconscious. Well, she was unconscious. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. And again, this reads again. And, like, and this is our protagonist, which are root for him. Yeah. But he despises yeah. yeah. himself for it. You're not meant to root for him. Like the entire. The entire first half of the movie is characters dragging Shinji literally yes. towards ah, nah, Come on, that's one character. No. Oh, she's doing a great job. Yeah. So the point in a movie is like, are you like Shinji? Do you, do you <laughs> masturbate over like hot girls in a coma in hospital? Well, you shouldn't feel bad. <laughs> you, you, you need to kind of uh, learn to live with yourself. Well, no, I feel, I feel like the, the point of the movie is more like, well, they rejected that message of you should live with yourself. It's worth noting that like, it's been suggested, and Anu has not really come out one way or the other on this, but the idea of him masturbating over uh, Asku reflects the way in which... So, one of the themes of the series, and again, this is that weird anime thing with... Go for and it. again, I don't have enough of grounding, so I don't want to... Gen- let's, let's, let's hear what it I is. don't want to generalize, no. I don't want to be okay. crass, but like we'll, we'll let you what know. I've seen of Japanese anime has a very strange attitude towards women in a lot of cases. I know there are exceptions, oh, yeah. obviously. It's but, not like... Um, I thought I showed show bits. Where there, were, there was like a lot of kind of fixation on her as some sort of like sexy robot and 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 her um, 
or saying like pantsu over and over again, which is like the I think Japanese for like panties. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, even things like so. The do you way, mean like the oversexualization of women? In it? Yeah, and particularly like the oversexualization of infantilized women in particular, like the the schoolgirl yeah. thing and stuff. Oh like that. yeah. And again, I don't want to generalize. I know there are exceptions. I know there are people who play the genre and the tropes and stuff like yeah. that. And it's been suggested that like that sequence with again opening the film it should be pointed out uh, with Shinji and Asku who is as you pointed out a much more conventional mech protagonist yeah. um, she's in a coma she's vulnerable she's completely she's got no autonomy or whatever and he's masturbating over her is if you're reading this as a commentary on fandom um, it has been suggested it's quite similar to the conflict that you had where Anu had these women who are still really messed up and the show's attitude towards sex it's maybe not entirely healthy, but it's a bit more cognizant of that like lack of healthiness than I think some of the other stuff that you know I've sort of oh, seen yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but like this seems like a very ugly yeah. kind of uh, 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 movie. But yeah. but that that, that it's intentional. That's like, it exactly. like Ray is naked for the entirety of the film. Yeah, but it's meant to make you uncomfortable. Like, it again. does. It does. But I mean, the thing with the thing with Askew though at the start is that while you had Anu in the series like drawing these women who were complicated and you know i'm not pretending they weren't uncomplicated i'm not pretending that it was perfect or whatever but the idea was you had this discussion of their like sexual lives and their own sort of like personal neuroses and stuff like that mm. you had at the same time gynax which had made all the money from the show and which was making the movie because the franchise was too viable to just let go after the end of the tv show so here's a bucket load of money make a movie that makes fans happy um and you had like stuff like selling body pillows yep. of these women and stuff like that um, that were waifus, sort of, yeah, waifus and stuff like that. But this idea of like objectifying and commodifying them for money and stuff like that, and even things like you have creators in the US, for example, like I think Dan Harmon's talked about this. How creepy it is when you go to certain aspects of American fandom where you've got a show with beautiful women in it, and he's thinking of like Community with Alison Brie and is it what's Gillian Jacobs? Yeah, he's talked about how he's seen. I, I think it's Gillian, but okay, no, it's no, not no, Gillian. no, 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 it is. Nobody pronounces it that I way, apologize. but it, it is Gillian. Why? Yeah. She's, she's, she's not here. She's the one who, this isn't who Google. pronounces her, her name the, the wrong way. She says Gillian. But anyway, so he's talked about going online and watching how fans talk about Alison Brie and Gillian Jacobs uh. and feeling really uncomfortable and really sick about it as the guy who writes the show. Yeah. And part of me... He did do an episode where like where like Alison Brie is like scantily clad as a Santa Claus. So, you know, it was a bit... Yeah. You know, he's, 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 for, he's helping that... But I, I do feel like the opening scene with Shinji oh, where yeah, he's masturbating over Asku is maybe like a really gigantic... Maybe, like, to be honest, it's possibly him owning his own neuroses, but it also feels like it might just be a gigantic screw you. Particularly as a way to open yeah. um, the movie. Should, a gigantic screw you to the kind of fans who he thinks want this. Should they have a... Because it immediate, it's immediately followed with just carnage have, and blood. They have yeah. a thing with Shinji where it's just like he has no motivation to help people. Yeah. And yet then his... I forget her name. Um, kisses him. Purple-haired yeah. girl. Purple-haired oh, girl. Yeah. Purple-haired woman. Yeah. And she that's goes, that's, that's, a, that's a grown-up kiss. And uh, when you come back after saving the day, well, there's something damn and dirty. And then, exactly she, and then she dies. And then she dies. But, but uh, she's Misatu, yeah. yeah. The rest uh, later. <laughs> the rest later. And it's just like... Vaginal. Uh, the thing is, I've seen that I've seen that happen in Western films, mainly American, where like yeah. a male character who is to save the day needs motivation, gets a yeah. kiss and basically gets a promise going, yeah, when this is all done, like, you I know, mean, yeah, you know, you and me. Kingsman. 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 Oh, God, yeah, Kingsman does it as well. Uh, but, um, like, I mean, but here at least there's a sense of almost self awareness because, like, she does that. 
he's a 14 year old boy we're all watching this I think we all literally groaned and yeah. sort of made eye contact after it happened and then she keels over and dies and um, then explodes and, and then explodes I did appreciate the little moment right before she died um, where she was clearly speaking to Garrow. Now, I don't have any context, but I'm going to assume <laughs> they were in some sort of relationship. Yeah. Um, where she goes, I hope I did the right thing. She is fully aware of what she did try to do, but she was trying to shove any shred of motivation <laughs> into yeah. him at all yeah. and willing to do that, even though she knew she was about to drop like, dead. Here's the thing, uh, Darren, you'll know. Is he actually a good fighter? Because we never see him fighting this. Like, people are terrified of him. Like, they call him the devil. When he arrives... The like the mech he's in is gorgeous. Like it's designed to perfection. Like I have to say, the design of these mechs uh, of the of the Avas uh, and the Avas themselves, though the white ones, um, look fantastic. And the little fighting there is with Oscar versus the nine Avas is actually quite visceral and quite I was surprised dynamic. How much, how much blood those robots? Well, I was surprised <laughs> yeah. that they had teeth. Yeah. Why do oh, they have teeth? Because they're they're human beings is the big reveal of... Oh humans. yeah, that's oh, in the series. In the series. They're all humans. One of the reveal is that, yeah, they've basically been grown. And in fact, again, we're talking about the Freudian aspect of it. They have human souls in there and it's yep. implied that his mother's soul is... Is bonded, in his. Is bonded in his. Yeah. He, yeah. So that's why um, he connected with his soul well and that's why he was so powerful because it was basically... He's basically back in the womb. Well, that's that it. Well, I mean, even this. Asku was calling her his mother. Yeah, um, for example. that's why she got so powerful yeah. at the opening shot. She's like, "Oh my god, it's been my mother the entire time protecting me. Yeah. We're going to fight together and to again, stop these things." The egg of Lilith and so on and so yeah. forth is all very Freudian. Adam and Lilith. Yeah, Adam and Eve, which is interesting. They're, they're... But um, just to get back to that, the thing like, with, is the fighting good. The like, sorry, Shinji, well, my question: the, is animation, the, good? the animation is amazing and superb. But the the whole point of the show is that whenever Shinji does this, it debilitates him or it sort of takes him back because he has to feed into this part of himself that's just aggressive and angry and bitter and it's not a healthy thing to be doing um so, the, so maybe the the fact that like he, it, it's issue is that it's too real that he like literally like restrict because usually again, it does he's happen a child in, soldier yeah, like, he's, it happens in these animes where yeah. the person restricts and the person gets worried about themselves and starts to doubt themselves doubt their own humanity is it because it's too real because in the ones we see anyway they do deal with it in a in a much more progressive kind of like they get over it, or at least they understand. Get over, not get, get over, over it. Sorry, not get over. Get it. in the mech. <laughs> they um, they get in the mech at least. Um, they 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 understand their faults to a far quicker fashion, if I can say that. They 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 understand that they're monsters, but they have to be to make the world that they are living in a better place for the people that they love. But that, that, that's something, that's a move that's going to be more gratifying for the little teenage boys watching it. Yeah. Mm. Hey, you know, hey, no, no, no. the last, last Gundam show that I watched was five years ago. It was Iron Blooded Orphans. It was great. I was 25. I, I, I know, but it, it's more of a wish fulfillment thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like the idea that you can overcome your issues by getting in a big metal suit of armor and beating something into submission. Yeah. Whereas I think that Neon Genesis Evangelion is picking apart at that and again yeah. like it's telling that it generated the same sort of response as say Last Jedi which did something similar where it was like hey remember your childhood hero Luke Skywalker maybe he can screw up a little bit yeah, maybe. Um, and, and that's sort of like for a certain type of fan and it got the same response yeah well yeah for a certain type of fan that's I don't want to say a triggering it, it, may, it is a triggering sort of thing to say and I think that there is maybe an aspect of that here I think I actually quite like the idea of everything hinging on someone who just mentally isn't able to manage it. But I would like it to be clarified as to why he is the only person who could fulfill yeah. that role. Yeah, I think that's why you yeah. loved uh, Randall Thor from Wheel of Time. 
yeah, I, I, fair enough. If he can't do it, he can't do it. And I actually completely respect that. But why is he the only person who can do this? To be fair, in the world of the show, it's because his father sort of designed the program and he tested it on his mother. His mother got stuck or vaporized or sort of fused with the suit. And that's why he is the only one who can do it. So genetically, genetically he is the only one. Okay, so there is an actual reason yeah, that why they the don't, only why person. Else like, there's, in, also, yeah. there's also Ray and Oscar, And Ray is made out to be like this superhuman, isn't she? Ray is... Ray is... Never really explained what Ray is in the series. She's implied to be a number of things. She's either... And Eva, that is human size, yeah. uh, or she's a clone of the doctor's wife and of Shinji's mother, oh. um, which provides a lot of context for certain yeah. scenes yeah. later on, where he's like, "Give me my wife back. I'm just gonna touch you a little bit." Mm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. And going that, to be on fair, there. he was trying to be absorbed. That's what was happening there. Yeah, yeah but how it was coded was very. Oh much yeah, how it was coded was super bad. Um, worth noting, by the way, I have some quotes here from Anu just to give a sense of perspective. <laughs> this is Anu talking about the, the end of the series and what it meant to him as a, as a person. After the television broadcast finished, I became worse and worse and went to see a doctor. I even seriously contemplated death. It's like I was empty, with no meaning to my existence. Without the slightest exaggeration, I put everything I had into Van- in Vangelium. Really. After that finished, I realized there was nothing left inside of me. When I asked the doctor about it afterwards, he said, ah, this is an identity crisis. Self-collapse. It was a sensation as though I had something, some extremely bad LSD. I was told, it's amazing that you were able to do that without medication. Even now, I feel very fortunate. In order to determine whether or not I wanted to die, I went up to the rooftop of this building, the Gynax building, and stuck my foot out, waiting to lose my balance and fall forward. I did it to personally determine whether I wanted to live or die, thinking... If I really want to die, I should die here. And if I don't want to die, I'll step back. Well, it didn't lead to my death. So I'm here. Can I just say, I think it would have been absolutely wonderful if Shinji had had a moment like that. Yeah, yeah that would have been quite a nice moment. I think maybe moment. he finished Evangelion maybe a little too early. Maybe if he had worked through his own problems and then been able to portray that, it would be a more complete and finished story. I suppose... It would probably go into the pattern of Shinji just getting the mech. <laughs> it's like he, he's uh, he's delaying things because he he's um, he's attempting to to kill himself, and now we all have to not only talk him out of killing himself, but then talk him into the killing uh, into getting uh, in into the killing mech. others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, also, like, not yourself, Shinji. No, God, Shinji. <laughs> Shinji, just people. point all that Other rage people. and hatred towards the enemy, please. Um. But yeah, there is sort of an aspect of, of that sort of to it. Where, But the thing is that the TV show, and again, this is the thing where it's controversial, and you pointed out that you were told not to, that the final two episodes were final terrible. Final two episodes are awful, I've heard. Um, I would disagree with that to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, the, the final, no, I, remember, I was told this like okay. a decade and a half ago. The final two episodes end on a cautiously optimistic note. They ironically have the ending that I think uh, Breed is suggesting, which is, Breed, uh, sorry, which is that uh, Shinji... Shinji has this sort of like journey of self-exploration um, and he kind of, he disappears inside himself and he learns that he needs to love himself. He needs to accept himself. I think he does. And they had it in I think there are moments in this <laughs> film where he does love himself. No, no, but like they have, they have it. They I think there's a conversation between him and Oscar where she says, stop loving yourself. With your hand. With, With yeah, your hand. Yeah, that's what to, I have. To my image. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. They're, that's not quite what I think. I know. Don't know where they're on the controls. They're, Just go with the bit like, down. His, his ego is going to zero. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the whole point was that he was going to, if his ego kept going down, because that's a thing that's thrown around in like fantasy and that. If he doesn't have enough 
uh, ego, then he's going to be absorbed by the greater thing that's attaching itself to him. It's like it's like if you can't control what you you can't control the will of the weapon that you were wielding, then the weapon is going to take over you. I think that was the kind of point that they were making. I mean, there is something interesting that happens again to jump towards the end of the movie, where you have this sort of moment where all of the human souls become one, where yeah. the barriers mm. between people break down, and we all fuse into this one gigantic mm. entity that's the next stage of evolution and is sort of trans- what that was. transcendental. Yeah, yeah. Also, they all make that popping noise that you hear in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, and sort of become... That was, the worst, yeah, become... that was the worst sound that they could have used to... Like, un- that, like Or the most perfect sound if yeah. you wanted to undermine the meaning of that. Well, well, I mean, here's when, the thing. When, like... when she, when the, the guys who are about to shoot um, uh, Shinji, um, the, the, the girl who ends up giving him a grown-up kiss. Um, <laughs> Nothing she, personal. She pushes the guy against the wall and it's like... <laughs> They, but they use that noise for when people start to explode oh, yeah. at the end yeah. of the film the again. Heads are exploding, and they're being like seduced by these kind of dreams, and then they're yeah, like, yeah, they're perfect <laughs> visions. Like, oh yeah, 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 and there's boom, <laughs> 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 but, but it's it's telling that like. The movie has, like, the movie arguably has the same version of Journey for Shinji, where he learns that he needs to be himself and to care for himself. But the irony is that the, because the movie is so caustic and bitter, mm. what was an empowering message at the end of the TV show, which was, you're yourself, you need to learn to love yourself, in this movie becomes, all human souls are fused together. This is the field of Elysium. People are living together as one. They're all happy. And Shinji's like, I don't want that. I don't like other people. I don't want other people to be happy I'm and together. I'm worse. Yeah. Or <laughs> why don't we all just separate so that we can all be separate and not touching one another? Um, it's it's very much it's the exact same ending of, of the TV show, just really cynical and bitter. Sure. Sure. The end of it is is him lying down in the field of Elysium, and oh, he's no, he's just, on the beach again. He's on the beach again. Sorry. And he just turns Asuka. and there's Oscar, and then he just gets on top of Oscar and starts to choke her to death, and then she just just puts her hand in his face. And he starts to cry, and he lets go, and then she goes, "Disgusting! You're disgusting!" And then Finn, and I'm like, "What was that?" I kind of, yeah, no, it, it's I it, quite like that. It's just, I like, really it's, did like that. Like, it's, like, it's, it's like, like, it's like, like no. I feel like Oscar is Anu talking to the audience, no, talking to himself as well to be entirely yeah, honest. Oh, absolutely. Because like, yeah. it, feel, yeah. it feels like that moment should have been, "Oh my God, you're alive again." I've saved the universe. I've saved the world by proving that humanity, to all its faults in that, can still be okay as long as they're. Uh, like, I, it was, he, he I don't keep, know. That's he, not he, a happy ending, he though. Keep, he keeps saying they can all just die. Yeah, they point out the worst. Like, they, I like, want everyone to die. They point out that so insecure. That it's yeah. now in his hands. Humanity will either live or die. By his hands. And what and then he what, say? He says, we are the worst. I am the worst. We all deserve to die. So I'm just like, oh, they crap, don't all really, deserve he, to die. He, he hates himself. Yeah. So wants everyone to, to die. die. And like, he's well, like, I mean, it's, it's what uh, Mizatu says, which is you hurt other people because you know deep down that's worse than hurting yourself. It's like, well, I feel like that's hurting yourself would be more efficient in that situation. <laughs> mm, maybe it's just yeah. not efficient at doing it. Yeah. But it's just like, what does that even mean? We're trying to kill her. It's just like, I thought you liked her. No, you he, brought her back. He resents what she represents to him. It's, like I, I mean, there's this weird thing where she's active and sexual, and then repeatedly over the course of the show, she presents herself in situations where she's almost inviting him. Yeah, to... which is just, 
Either I have you or no one has Not, you. Yeah, but, but even just like there, there are points where like she's ready to kiss him, for example, or where she's in incredibly intimate spaces and mm. having personal conversations. And he retreats from every single one of them because he hates himself. But at the same time, he objectifies her and fetishizes her. Yeah. The one point in the show where he kisses her, uh, she's unconscious. She's lying asleep in bed and he leans over and kisses her. Um, and obviously at the start of this, you have another moment where she's lying unconscious mm. on bed and he does something else because he's not interested in her as a person. He doesn't see her as another human being. He just sees her as an object of a projection of his own desires and his own self-resentment. And that's what she is at the end. Because you have that juxtaposition of, like, at the start you have the semen on his hand, mm. but at the end you have his tears on her flesh. Mm. And it's all just fluids from him that he's projecting, like, literally and physically and, you know, mentally and psychologically. But, like, him choking her is just him expressing his own frustration and resentment at how she makes him feel. Mm. So... So I suppose just a, it's a dumb question. Is she real at the end? Is that her? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's like, she's clearly injured from like the fight. Yeah. Well, so she has the eye patch. She has the eye patch because obviously her mech got like cracked. Yeah. Like, like I love how brutal Andrew alluded oh, yeah. to this earlier. How brutal and graphic that fight sequence well, is. Well, they're connected to their mechs. I know, but there's a real really sense of again, of eye like, like ball, ga- gouging kind of out, blood spurts. There's a moment where a character like the giant angel cuts his own throat and the blood splatters across the moon. Yeah. There's a real weird sense again. This is like the secret, the gun battle sequence at the start, where it's like, well, you wanted an action climax, so here you go. Yeah. Um, which is really angry and spiteful. And I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, I think a steady tone of the entire film is a tone of contempt and resentment. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely feel that. Mm. Yeah. You can feel that this isn't for any other reason than I want you all to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. Including the audience at one point. Like the film oh, actually shows a cinema, an empty cinema at one point and a full cinema at another point. And it's very much like this is for you guys. Just so we're clear on this. Yeah, it's kind of it, it's it's sort of like um, here 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 is a mirror for you for <laughs> you the audience or like disgusting masturbating trolls and and this is kind of like a an ugly movie <laughs> yeah. to to show you what you're like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an aspect of that. Barney's really hoping. Like Barney's wondering, will Star Wars Episode Nine be like that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can just see J.J. Abrams doing that <laughs> yeah, now no. all over the star, all over the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Skywalker is such a silly name, isn't it? <laughs> so would you prefer Starkiller? <laughs> like, first idea, best idea. No, it's it wasn't. Starkiller was his first idea. Starkiller. There was a lot of It was going to be Luke, yeah. oh Luke Starkiller. But they, but they went with, uh, what was it? It was too aggressive? So yeah. Skywalker instead. Skywalker sounded much better. Yeah. Wow. But- <laughs> um, what do we make of the weird Christian imagery that populates oh, yeah. the that was, was it so that much <laughs> it, so much but it, I love that the mushroom cloud in the shape of a crucifix was one of my personal twice. favorites yeah not, twice. not even just imagery though like, it, like it, <laughs> it, there is a cross it, there's a lot being referred to they say like start the sacrament yeah and uh, there, there, even the title Neon Genesis Evangelion because yeah. there's 12 of them as well and, and like the and, apostles yeah. that did and, sound like mass when they were just kind of Chanting in the steady kind of also, way, it felt like. Magic. Also, he has his his ultimate weapon, um, Shinji's ultimate weapon, the Lance of Longinus, which is the one that stabbed Christ. Yeah. Stabbed Christ. Yeah. yeah. They're like, we need to we need a weapon that can stab Jesus. Adam and Lilith. Yeah. No, oh, Adam, no, they never said Eve. Lilith. Said Lilith. Lilith. No, Lilith is Adam's first wife. First wife. Yeah. Oh, I always forget that. Um, yeah. And, and they cast out. He, she, what was she from? Like a, a better woman. What was she yeah. from? Another rib. More obedient. <laughs> yeah. Was she from Less likely to cause trouble, except with that apple thing. Um, yeah. Did you come from the hip? Rib. No, Lilith. 
Lilith wasn't made from Adam was the problem, I think. Oh, okay. like, as, as in problem in inverted commas. Problem in what the Bible saw being uh, a problem. She wasn't but that made she from wasn't, man. Yes, she wasn't like lesser than him yeah. by definition. Yeah. And therefore we got into trouble. <laughs> it's always funny seeing uh, Lilith in anime. She's always depicted as like this monster, but like really aggressively like sexual. Like Lilith the monster. Like she, yeah, in every anime I've ever seen her in, not, she's always It's aggressive. not even just anime. Like, I mean, you want to talk about like the, the like Western canon oh, and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. where Eve is... Eve is to blame for man's exile yeah. from paradise and stuff like that. But anyway, sorry, this is this is devolved into a bit of so a that, the, no, Does no, actually no. feed into that's kind of like the film mode. The film Shinji's devolves into that. Yeah. All women are to blame for my problems. One question I actually did have is, I would really love to see how he interacts with men, because we did not actually see him. Interact no, he's never with a he never interacts with a single male in the entire the duration film. of that. Although film. he does talk to what I assume is Garu. Yeah, it's Garu when he's when he's talking to Ray and, and the other, this one other person. Yeah. I assume that's Garu. That's Garu. Yeah. Jesus, they really like. There's something about anime, and if someone's like looks, it's supposed to be called a wolf type name. They look like a wolf. They definitely have like to have he silver hair. Like, like he, yeah, silver hair, lupine <laughs> type features. It's just handsome. Well, I mean, I, I, I'll say it. Gary was handsome. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Shinji's relationship with both men and women is complicated. We're probably going to come back to his relationship with women in a second. But his relationship with men is interesting in large part because there's but a reason. Dad. Well, yeah. First of all, his dad, and obviously that Oedipal complex and stuff like that, where he very clearly. Did we even talk about the, the um, <laughs> like the the Christian kind of uh, imagery properly? Yeah, we said, oh yeah, there's loads of it. Oh yeah, and it's like <laughs> that's all we need to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I suppose that was all it was. Multiple crosses. I, I know. And, well, Anu, Anu's talked about this, how he wanted something to make it exotic for Japanese audiences. And if he'd known, if he, like, it's basically like, you know, when you're watching something like American and it's got some like Japanese samurai swords in uh, there or stuff like that. For, like for Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it's use of like Eastern culture and that, for example. Like Anu has been very transparent that like, if he knew the series was going to be as big outside Japan as it turned out to be, probably wouldn't have used as much Christian imagery but he just he found it very odd and very surreal and very strange there's also a lot of Lovecraft in there as well although it comes across less in the film although Shinji as Shinji as the doomed saviour does kind of work yeah (laughs) oh my god it's an anti-AT field doomed by who his father is which is his reason he has to save the world I mean you know was Jesus as big a wine baby I don't think so. It's funny to think about these kind of Christian um, kind of images being But has the old Kabbalah stuff. Yeah, Yeah, jeez. Like the... the, um, I think I've heard somewhere that they they had on sale these... um, these uh, Santa Clauses on, on crucifixes. Well, I mean, there's that, that famous picture of the Japanese. I don't know if this is true, but the store in Japan it was it went wild and viral. We'll include the link in the show notes where there was a Christmas mural of Santa Claus on the cross. Yeah. Um, because again, this was the idea of those Christian imagery and stuff like that. And I mean, I, one of the best comparisons that I've read to Neon Genesis Evangelion's use of Christian imagery. You can see where is the that confusion that, stems that, from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the one of the best like comments that I've read on it, and I can't remember where it was from, but was that it's basically the Japanese equivalent of that guy we all know who gets some Japanese characters tattooed on his hand and says it means courage. Oh, right. Right. yeah. It's like there's a certain amount of that. So you can see that like uh, Anu is using the cross all the time. It's like in, in, in Western culture, this means salvation. Oh, um, that sort of thing going on. <laughs> it actually means corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually, I kind of like... Again, it's weird enough that I like it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it doesn't make There's some make interesting any... things about it. I think if I'd watched the series, I think I would have enjoyed it a bit more. But they not a lot it. more. I don't like that. I don't like 
I don't like Shinji. <laughs> I I know I like I get the idea because it's always the thing when the hero has the existential crisis. But when it seems like his whole purpose as a being is to have an existential crisis, you want that him is boring. to be a hero. I wanted there to be a resolution. I wanted there to be a point where he understood that yes, he is a crappy human being. He's a blot on the on the canvas of the world. And <laughs> But like, uh, this is the thing, it's Anu gave like fans that ending and they were like, We don't want that ending and he's like, No bye. No, but to come to terms <laughs> with it, by the end of it it didn't seem like it comes to terms with it. If anything, he just seemed like he's just still angry and, and annoyed at the fact that it feels he like if you break the entire into... world because he can't be alone and he hates them and he wants them to die. Yeah. He's... He is the literal worst. And I mean, He's I get... a garbage day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it takes a lot to like open a movie with your character masturbating over a comatose yeah. teen girl and yeah. somehow can hate ask... him more at the end. Can I, can I ask... But the film the, does the, it. The, the film, right? The f- does the series end with her in a coma? Does the film end? Yes, the, the, series, series, the series ends with her. She's, series, like, she's, she's in, in a coma. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, I, she, I was wondering about that. Probably he, doing something useful. Yes, that's she's an fighting. exciting. He has she all, was fighting. Yeah. He has all of these, like an inverted comma, nice guy kind Traits. of uh, oh, stuff. Yeah, he's the nice guy who's little. T- it's a little too real. Like, he's the real yeah. nice guy. No, but he's the, it's, the kind of nice guy who has to try and tell everyone how much of a nice guy he is. Yeah. I mean, I'm so respectful to you. Love me. I'm so respectful to you. And that turns to resentment and hate because I'm the nice guy and why am I winning? Yeah, exactly. well, I mean, well, that's it. You have the, the really, the really but he's intense. Really mm. Yeah, but you have the really intense montage, which is like, oh, like yeah. even you know, I consider the amount of times he's put down. I consider myself a well-adjusted man who's well-rounded and aware of such things. But there's like this really intense moment where it just plays this montage of women rejecting Shinji and in his really, own head. And it's no, really in three women in his own head. But it's like, I think we should be friends. I don't like you like yeah. that. I don't love you like that. But it's just continuous for like three minutes. But yeah. some of them are quite interesting along the lines of why won't you take no for an answer? Yeah. Or yeah. when are you going to actually listen to what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or stop following me? But the, like in, some of in them were quite head, like, this that's is all yeah. kind of like, yeah. they're, they're, they're all really mean. Guys, guys, yeah. can we just say this is, this is a great film. Great <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's what, that's what I wanted of my protagonist is no, but to hate him. No, I, I think like the film is doing exactly what it sets yeah. out to do. I mean, yeah. I, I don't love it, but I, I think there's an awareness. You respect it for I, doing I, it. I do you respect yeah. it for doing I that. I understand that. I don't know, no, because I, I wonder if this works on kind of levels for uh, young men like Shinji. Maybe. Where, 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 where they want to kind of see their, their sort of resentments on screen. Yeah. And it sort of validates them. Well, this is yeah. the thing like Fight Club, where you've got the reading of Fight Club. Because like, the, the, if they're young men like Shinji, they 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 they, they get it. they they have service in this movie. Like they they yeah, get to blood and violence. And, yeah. I'm not sure what they would take from it though. If they see themselves That's in what Shinji, I'm wondering. when they if you're if you see yourself in Shinji as a young man and you finish the film, what? What do you take from it? It's that it, if you cry enough, you'll become God and reshape the world. Well, I mean, I, I think Andrew has a point here, and it's something I'm not—I—I I don't know what the answer to this is, but I think that's a very valid point. Yeah. It's telling that again, and like this isn't just people talking to Graham. I'm not singling out the people who said it to you. In general, there's a consensus online that when you're watching the anime, you should skip the final two episodes and just jump straight into the movie. And it's really weird because, like, the final two episodes don't have mech warrior battles. They don't have, like, fight sequences. There's no blood and guts in there. Instead, it's a character who comes to terms with himself and sort of has this internal epiphany. 
And that is reviled quite heavily by certain sections of the fandom and very vocally online. Mm -hmm. And then you have this film. And this film, it's worth noting, like, there are a total of, like, there are five different Evangelion films. There's Death, which is a clip show, basically. There's the three rebirth, there's the three uh, reinvention movies and a fourth one coming, the rebuild movies as well. And this is the one that makes the 250. (laughs) This is the movie, this is the part of that that gets voted onto this list. And I think that that suggests that there is an audience there for it. Oh, yeah. That there is an audience responding to it. And I kind of wonder if they're getting the same thing out of it that I am or that like, or what Anu is putting into it I'm or whether, as Andrew said, there's a sense of seeing yourself validate on screen where they're watching that montage of women saying, I just like you as a friend. And they're like, yeah, I relate to that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. We're going to put on the, the head streamer theme. <laughs> just <laughs> on the background. I, I, like, I, I will say there are things to like about it. I mean, it is a wonderful, it is a lovely, uh, wonderfully animated film. Oh yeah! Like when there are fights, they are really well choreographed. Um, like Oscar versus the uh, the nine Evans, I thought was was that beautiful to watch. Really great to watch. Um, bit over the top with the screaming and her like like with bloodlust in her eyes. That was a bit much. But again, well, I think that was kind of the point. Uh, yeah. yeah, is she like that? Like is she like longer that? than three minutes? Is, well. she, is, she, yeah. is she like with that in the end? Um, she has. She also has a breakdown. So she has the opposite breakdown of Shinji, where mm. like Shinji breaks down because he thinks he's worthless. She breaks down because her worth is measured in like her ability to kill and to like to be a ruthless mm. killing machine. Mm. And the fact that Shinji has a much stronger connection with his mech, which is his mother's, by the way, to be clear, in case this eatable complex <laughs> isn't strong enough running through this. Uh, but like because Shinji has a stronger connection with his own. Mech, which is the, powerful. which is the soul of his mother. He, despite being the literal worst, <laughs> is better at it than than her, and so she has a breakdown. In fact, her she ends up in hospital in large part because she tries to go out and use the mech when she's emotionally unstable, and as a result, like gets herself almost killed. So, due to um, birth circumstances, he is born superior oh, to yeah. her. Oh, well, I mean, and, and I think that the show is not endorsing that <laughs> yeah. position in any way, shape, or form, to be clear. I don't think the show is, like, bloodlines great. Interesting, though. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it absolutely is. Like, I mean, his father is very much the guy running the program, show, quite yeah. literally, as well. Um, and he's not presented as a nice man at all. No, you can uh, see it in the film. He is not a nice guy. Well, he's very much of the, let's, let's kill the world because I want to see my wife again. By the way, I brought this clone that might be of my wife, but she's a little girl. I don't know. We're not going to And she has it. three different stages. At one point in the film, you see three Th- versions of that's her. That's because there are three. She's killed. She's cloned. Yeah, so, she's continually so she's cloned been, and she, she ages each time, doesn't she? Yeah, she's been killed three times. She was strangled as a baby. That's the little one. Um, mm. And then she got in the mech and died. That's the, the older one with the eye patch. And then there's the current one as well. Yeah, um, that's because I know apart. a lot of people love Ray. A lot of people love well, her. That's that's the thing is that like Ray was meant to be this sort of like damaged character who was like psychologically they scarred. Always, they always love those anime but, characters. That's a trope. They yeah. always love the psychologically damaged, good-looking ones. But that that's the thing is that she was meant to be like she's very literally a woman who's grown for a purpose mm. and used by men, mm. um, and she's victimized and she's objectified, and her entire sense of self worth she has no sense of like identity huh, beyond what she's given by the men around her. Yeah. And the show is somewhat critical of that in that it's very clear the men around her are not great. Like Shinji's father, the most obvious example. Even Shinji himself, no, he's not great. Like Shinji's relationship with her is not great either. But there's this paradox of like her existing as that in the show and the show being critical of that versus, again, selling body pillows of yeah. her. So like, that like you have the fans yeah. who can buy their own copies of her. But then you have the point of, in this film, can, she says yeah. she's done she's done with being his puppet. Yeah. And she stops him. Yeah. Uh, which is actually quite empowering. I mean, is it a bit late in the game for that to happen? Maybe. 
But it's worth noting that, again, like, the second part of this opens with a dedication from Anu to all the women in his life who made this possible, uh, which is an interesting dedication. But it's also worth noting that, generally speaking, in over the course of the film, the only characters who do I anything... I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> I resent you no, so all, much. Any, anyone who does anything in this film, you're right. It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah, like, the, the, the characters who actually accomplish stuff in the world of this movie are women. The men are mostly useless. They're either trying to end the world or just sitting there crying. <laughs> or, 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 or just talking about a lot of data. Yeah. Or bemoaning the end of the world. <laughs> There's the guy in the office who's like, oh, they're destroying all of mankind. The whole thing makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> One of the voice actors, though, was honestly just place. reading a grocery list. Yeah. It was it's like... Oh no, we're all dead. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh no, that's just what did you say there? Oh, I, I, I mean, there was <laughs> monotone completely. No matter what was happening or who was dying. I I quite like the professor's like deadpan delivery of exposition for everything. Like, oh my god, it's an anti-AT field. <laughs> no, this sweet is Jesus. both the beginning yeah, and what he said. He says it's the egg of Lilith, the both the end and beginning. I can't. And then it's just like a pause. Yeah. It I'm... seems like a bit too much. <laughs> Damn them. Well, I mean, like, to, to pick a couple of examples, like, I, I was making notes as I was going through the show, and there's some really, really, like, awful, like, really hand-wringing sort of dialogue <laughs> where, like, characters are, like, they're taking train rides through Neo-Tokyo. And these are just two guys on a train watching the city go by, and they're like, this is a monument to man's insecurity. His inability to confront the willing, the, the inevitability of death leads him to construct false barriers in the hope that it will keep oblivion at bay. Jesus. And it's like, well, I bet you're a ton of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just like, and also, the, what's interesting, this go, doesn't go anywhere. This 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 film, as in location-wise, it's like this one place, the entire film. Yeah. It just keeps getting changed because things are destroying it. Yeah, well, that, that's it. Again, like, this is Anno literally destroying the show. Yeah, he's, he's destroying the home base. He's <laughs> killing all the... The supporting characters. The I mean, that's like, not fair. We go to several places to see them being blown up. <laughs> yeah. Name. No, we don't. They show you little snapshots of various places around the, the world. In the same area. That are well, being also The blown circle up. gets bigger. Though. Yes. Yeah. So, so, oh, so the circle gets bigger. Yeah. And then the Until egg appears. Where did that egg come from? The egg was always buried underground. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, again, Lilith seed or whatever. It's that's what egg. It's Egg. It's, or egg. It's, or it's Adam's seed. Apologies. Yes. But yeah, and again, you have this sort of like this weird, yeah, sort of masculine thing. Back to, to bring the question back to uh, Shinji's relationship with men, it's worth noting that it has been read that uh, his relationship with the guy that he killed in the previous episode, uh, what's his name? Garu. 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 Um, nice guy. Nice guy. There, again, this is one of the things where Darren's watching anime, so he has no frame of reference, but like, this is wild. He meets Garu, uh, and then 17 minutes later, he's popping his head open like a pit, like a cherry. It's very surreal. Wait, so Garu's only in like one episode? Yeah, Garu shows up. He's a replacement pilot for um, Asuka, ah. uh, because Asuka's in a coma. Asuka. Yeah, yeah. So they become friends. Uh, they meet, 17 minutes. So they, the they become like best friends. The episode is 23 minutes long. Yeah. So, so basically, the final third of the episode, he kills Garu. But he meets Garu. Ah. They become best friends. Ah. They sleep in bed together. Oh, um, and then obviously, like, wait now, hold on, back to back or face to face? 
Like lying side okay, by side. Yeah. Okay, all right. Side um, by side. Side by side, sort of contemplating. Okay, the so we are shipping this. Sorry. Uh, well, no, that, that's it. That's it's been read. <laughs> although Anu has denied this, it's been suggested that like part of the reason that Shinji hates himself is because he's actually a closeted either bisexual or homosexual, uh, because he has a much better relationship with Garu. With Garu than he does with any of the women in his lives. He's much more comfortable lying in bed with him than he is with any of the women. Where like when he's he, in bed, is with he lying him, in bed with the women? Like, like, yeah, Asku Asku climbs into bed next to him and he kisses her while she's unconscious, and then crawls into the corner of the room to like lie in shame, possibly masturbate. The scene cuts away, uh, but there's also where he's living with Misato, yeah. who becomes again Misato becomes this weird surrogate mother figure for him, playing into this Oedipus complex. She owns the penguin, Pen Pen. Yeah. Um, but by the way, what happens to Pen Pen? Pen Pen is just like he's, he's like, is he okay? He's looking at him, like choking her. <laughs> he's like Pen Pen is looking at him, like like Drogon was looking at John kissing Daenerys. He's just yeah. like, I know what you're up no, to. Pen 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 is never really properly explained. He just wanders through. He reads newspapers occasionally. What? Yeah, he sits down. He has a little lounge in the sofa, and he occasionally just stares at Shinji to make Shinji look uncomfortable, to make like Shinji it. feel uncomfortable, and it's like. I'm with Pen Pen in this situation. I think I'm, I'm on Pen Pen's side here. We all are. Yeah, but I mean the thing with the thing with the. I'm sure, like Shinji is looking back at Pen Pen and saying, "You can't tell anyone." <laughs> Jokes on you. Yeah, um, your judgment means nothing. <laughs> but the thing with like uh, Shinji moves in with uh, Misato earlier in the series. Ironically, he doesn't move in with his father, despite the fact his father works at the complex where this is happening. Because of course he doesn't. Uh, but he ends up moving in with this beautiful woman um, who becomes like this mother figure for him, but is also this weird object of his sexual like fetishization, objectification. And he tries to pretend that he's not noticing that she's wandering around. Again, anime style with like nothing but a towel on or like, you know, with a low cut dress. The camera very helpfully drawing your attention as she leans over to like oh. pour his cereal. Um, but like, so and how I, much of that is a comment and on how objectification, and how much of it is, is just objectification? I wonder. Yeah. I, I wonder. Bree, you'll help me out here. Is this a harem anime? No, because none of them like him. <laughs> but he's surrounded by women. Yeah, but the whole point is that he resents and hates them, and they don't like yeah, him. Yeah, because the thing is, is it a subversion of harem anime? Because harem anime is basically there's one lead, always male. Well, usually male. I don't really know any reverse harems. There are. There, there are. are several, yeah, okay. yeah. And basically surrounded by females who all adore him in some aspect or another. And he doesn't That's necessarily like it. That's what life like is it. like, though, right? <laughs> That's what my life's like. Um, <laughs> and this like, is why Andrew can't relate to Shinji. <laughs> and, like, and this is... Um, this seems like the more you're talking about it and the more the anime's gone on, it seems like it's a reverse harem. Um, and, and, well, Sorry, reverse harem is already a term. Is it? Uh, it's for, for a woman surrounded by men, is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, so, so it's anti-harem? <laughs> Bizarro harem? Hateful harem? Hateful harem? I'm going to go with hateful harem. Uh, har- hateful harem sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a hateful eight sequel. Shinji's hateful harem. Uh, yeah, like basically like... Sounds like a game show. a harem is basically all the women adore him for various reasons, regardless of what age they might be or he might be. And and this, it seems like it's the, it's the complete opposite. They hate him. And it's... It's fascinating. Can we explore that? Uh, did you say uh, chat show? <laughs> Shinji's hateful harm where each week he uh, brings <laughs> on a girl who detests him. Tell us, why do you hate yeah, Shinji? Yeah, and uh, asks them really creepy questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a moment where he goes to meet Ray and ends up covered in her bras and panties. And again, there's a question of is this objectification or is this a comment on objectification? And it's sometimes very hard to yeah. tell. Oh, so we sorry we, we we started all this by going. How does he kill Garu? 
Uh, he crushes him. Um, oh, they're in their mechs. No, he's in the mech. Uh, Garrow isn't. Oh, yeah. wow. So he, Why? There's, That's the my seri- question. The series does this weird thing, and I kind of like it, where it's got this sort of like Lynchian vibe to it. Mm. And Anu's very consciously sort of very like influenced by Lynch. It's been compared to Twin Peaks. It's been argued oh. that this is to mech shows what Twin Peaks is to cop shows, which is kind of an interesting okay. comparison. And you can probably kind of see that when you get towards yeah. the end of the film a little bit. Um, but basically, there are a number of moments where, and again, if you were a cynic, you'd argue it's to save budget and time, where you have these moments where shots are held really static for like over a minute of screen time. Yeah. So, for example, there's a sequence where Shinji tries to run away early in the series, and there's a moment where he's standing on a train platform as the announcement gets read out, and it goes on for a minute as he just stands there and does nothing because Shinji is the literal worst. Uh, but there's a moment where uh, Garu is actually an angel in inverted commas who's come down. He plans to reunite with Adam and sort of begin the end of the world or whatever. Oh. And so despite the fact that he's also a pilot and Shinji's best friend, Shinji has to stop him. Mm. And Garu is like, actually, I kind of like people because I kind of like you, even though you're the literal worst for some reason. <laughs> um, but Garu is like, no, you have to kill me and stop me from doing this. Um, and Shinji's... Spends a solid, like, five minutes crying about it, because of course he does. But he eventually takes him in his hand, and you have this weird Lynchian shot where it's just held on the mech, holding this, like, teenage Did boy. Did we see that in the film? Uh, Is I that don't... shot shown in the film where he's holding him, and then... Yeah, it's during and the then the, Yeah, yeah and then the stops. angel, and then, sorry, then the Ava just goes... <laughs> it eats him. No, he doesn't no. eat him. Oh, he doesn't do that. Okay, then no, that was just in the film. That's, mm. that's I think, that's just uh, Shinji's nightmare of being eaten by the mech. Mm. Uh, here he just literally... So you see him holding it, the shot holds for a solid minute. It's actually surprisingly tense. And then you just see uh, your man's head popping down and flowing into that little river, you know, that little pool where um, Zitritsku ends up yeah. um, when she's shot by, by Akaru. Yeah. But there's, again, he, he sort of, he kills him. And so you have this weird thing going on. There's also a moment where one of his friends gets into a mech again and Shinji has to fight the mech because the mech is taken over by a virus or whatever. And he's like, I won't do it. I won't do it. Because of course he is. Because Shinji's the literal worst. So his father's like, screw this. Turns it on autopilot. So Shinji experiences all of the agony and sensation of beating the mech that contains his best friend in the world. And sort of smashing it across the surface of the planet. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, maybe not a sort of a romantic fantasy of this sort of TV show. Um, I want to go back to watching Gundam. But actually, do you want to talk very briefly about the ending of this? The bit where you get the weird... Mo- <laughs> briefly! <laughs> but the weird montage. So, like, the first half I is... I fell asleep at the, at the sandbox. Which weird uh, montage? Thing. Yeah. The, the... Sorry. A genuine question. <laughs> no, but, like, the second half. So the first half is, like, fairly linear in terms of lots of shooting, lots mm-hmm. of neck battles, lots of fighting, lots of yelling. Shinji being the absolute worst. And then you get into the second half, where, like, Shinji's taken up and you have all this, like... Christian Kabbalistic sort of imagery where it's superimposed over the screen, the tree of life and stuff like that. But then you sort of go into this weird trance thing where Shinji sort of like has this experience where he sort of like has this communion Ah. with the universe and stuff like that. And he's one with Ray. He's one with Ray at one point. He's one with everybody in theory. But you also have this weird thing where you get like he's still the worst. (laughs) He's still the worst. Somehow, despite being collectively, somehow despite being indistinguishable from any other soul on the planet, like an LSD trip, (laughs) and still being like the worst thing in the universe. Like like I'm one with everyone and disgusting, (laughs) and everyone hates me. (laughs) They've all recognized who I am. Now that I'm at one with everyone, <laughs> they, they can all. I'm more naked now and ashamed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I remember reading an article about from this guy who was discussing like how Google 
is this wonderful insight into how people work. Because people type questions into Google they would never say out loud. And his argument was that, like, the best thing that could happen to the planet was for everybody's Google history to be released simultaneously. So that you would have to, like, confront everybody in the planet how weird and awkward and surreal and awful they are. And it's kind of like, I feel like... This is that moment, like the climax of Evangelist's Evangelist. <laughs> still everybody, everybody, he's the worst. Everybody becomes the worst. But it's like, oh, don't worry. I've, I've looked at porn online too. There's no judgment here, Shinji. And then they see what he's been Googling. And they're like, whoa. <laughs> no room here. No room here at I mean, all. We got, we, 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 got, we got pedophiles and mass murderers. But Shinji, you're still the <laughs> goddamn worst. Yeah. But I mean, there's also the weird bit where it starts using live action footage. That's weird. Like where it starts like showing footage and I guess a cat. One part I really liked in that um is the shot where you had three women in a crowd. Yeah. And you could tell from the hairstyles they're supposed that to be they're the three main female characters. Yeah, yeah they're Ray, Oxiki and uh, I keep forgetting her name. Miss Actor? Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. was just it was nicely done because you didn't see the faces, just the distinctive hairstyles, like yeah. the clips or the purple hair. And very interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is what I was wondering. I was wondering, like, was that scene... Because you get a number of scenes in that, like, the swinging... The swing set, right? Yeah. Which is an actual... Like, you see it in animation, then you see it in live action, yeah. for example. And you see even, like, the tour of Tokyo, the shots of the buildings in Tokyo, mm-hmm. which look very much like the shots from the anime. I don't think you see many of them in the film itself. But there's a no, sense that... in Neo-Tokyo yeah. for any of the film. But there's a sense that, like, uh, Anu is saying, like, well, here is the real world, and... Neon Genesis Evangelion is the dream of that, if that makes sense. Yeah, and right. it's my dream. And it's really weird because it kind of takes ownership. It makes you wonder, does Anu have like an Asku in his life or a Mizatu Maybe. or a Ray yeah. in his life or people that he relates to? This is his way of kind of processing, has he killed of working a ga- through that. Has he killed a Garu? <laughs> yeah. In his dreams he has. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it exactly. It, like, Garu is like that... Steve from the office. <laughs> oh, we all have our Steve. <laughs> Pop his head like a nut. Uh, but no, like, I'm going to need you to stay and Steve's up. No. But I mean, like this is this is the thing where, as much as I don't necessarily like this, there's a weird nakedness which is kind of I kind of admire about it. Where it's like you don't have to like it, Darren, but you can respect it. <laughs> but that, that's it exactly. Where it's like where Anu is like, you know. I'm not sure I've had that level of self-hatred and I really occasionally have moments of like being introspective mm-hmm. and being like, well, I'm really oh, yeah. not, I'm really not comfortable with myself. I think it's fair to say most humans I, yeah, at least yeah. once in their life, at least once yeah, in their life. I've had that moment where they take a look at themselves. They're like, I don't really like what I see. No, yeah. And like, this is kind of, well, first of all, it's really brave because I can't imagine doing that in public. Yeah. But also... As again, a film. And also I don't want to be judgmental, but it's like, I feel almost better about myself after watching this because it's like, I feel like if I were working through my issues, it wouldn't be quite as intense. No. You know? Well, you would next be... week. <laughs> <laughs> On the 250. We're going to have a very special episode. <laughs> Complete with anime. Yeah. Is this a dream? Is this I mean, I life? do get it. I, I, again, it falls into the fact that Akira had the same type of thing, but I think Akira did it, at least to me, in a more palatable oh, yeah. kind of way. No, Akira's a better film by far. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yes. No, nobody's arguing. But I mean, like... If, if 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 Anu is going for what I think he's going for and for what you've laid out, it is quite fascinating. It is quite an intriguing, therapeutic session for himself. And it's and I mean, artists. The best thing about artists and art is that you can pour yourself into it, and you can you can be naked in front of everyone, 
by letting them see facets of you that maybe can't be seen by technically, you know, the technical naked eye. Yeah. And it's, so that's the, like doing it this way is interesting, but I don't know if it worked like he would have hoped. It's so jumbled because like it it has that sort of stuff, but it's also like oh oh kill this oh, 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 oh. they've they've, um, they've blown up the main doors. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, but we all the have main, turning but, but against Andrew, us. But Andrew, we all have main doors in our lives, <laughs> in our hearts. Mother, you've betrayed me. Eight. How could you choose him over me? Eight magi. That was funny. <laughs> That's far too many magi. <laughs> um, Is that the plural that we're using now? Germany and Japan. <laughs> I, um, oh, by the way, just while we're, again, because we're never escaping Shinji. Um, I because do like, he is the worst. I do like the observation of Shinji as a millennial. Um, the observation that Shinji... But he would be. Um, he would it, be. He's oh, our age. No, he is our age. But like uh, Shinji's story is much in common with the millennial narrative at large. Because Evangelion essentially charts his struggle within a world that threatens to discard him for not serving it in a specific way. In order to reclaim his sense of self, he must first overcome a deeper psychological dilemma. He must stop using fantasy to escape the real world and instead use his imagination proactively to create a better reality for himself and for others. And the, the movie actually literally says that at one point. It does. Um, so but in a time where nothing is as it, quote, should be, where higher education does not guarantee a stable living, where, quote, following your dreams may lead one through an inordinate amount of hardship, and where incredible pressure is heaped upon the young to succeed by standards set by preceding generations, millennials fi- may find this aspect of Shinji's story painfully relatable. Yeah. How old is he? He's like, he's 14. He's, for, oh, so he and is. It's and it's not, yeah, yeah. He, he would have been our if age. If he had been 16, he would have been just out. He would have just missed it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's worth noting, again, this is a very sort of millennial show. It has that sort of like 90s anxiety, the yeah. same way as The Matrix does or Dark City does, about like, well, why are we doing this thing? In fact, like the whole point of the show is that despite the fact it's a mech warrior show and it's a show about like fighting these giant monsters that are coming to destroy Tokyo, there's a whole thing where it's like we don't actually know what these monsters want or why they're doing it. Do people and- know then what millennials were about? Like, had people thought about like who are these twelve year olds and like, what world are they what growing are, up what in? Are they well, the, be? I suppose back then they didn't have as different? much as much opportunities to voice their voices out there. Back when we would have been that age, yeah. so I suppose no. When they had reached like no? the age of seven. Yeah. <laughs> but this I mean, kid's Instagram is blown up. Well, it's it's more it's more that like they probably they obviously didn't have the term for it. But again, you have in nineties art, you have that real anxiety about like, well, the Cold War is over now, the evil empire has fallen. How do we define ourselves relative to that? And one of the things I actually find interesting about Neon Genesis Evangelion is that like it's the first Japanese uh, first anime film that we've discussed where I've managed to avoid mentioning the word nuclear warhead or Second World War while discussing. Too late. I, I know, I know, but like, I mean... Was we, there not a lot of that in it? There was a bit of that in it, yeah, there really was. Like, I mean, obviously, the, the N2 mine, which is very much a nuke, they actually say the word nuke, for example, yeah. but the devastation and the, the kind of patterns and stuff. But even, like, the mushroom clouds are presented as crucifixes rather than as mushroom clouds in terms of... They're image. still mushroom clouds. <laughs> <can't> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, They're still serving the same like, purpose. Unlike other Japanese movies, this... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this doesn't really... Um, except when it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but it's more like I can contextualise this more in the sense of just that general 90s malaise like the x-files or like the matrix mm. where there's, there's a, a lot re- of nuclear weapons <laughs> did it feel like there was a lack of importance to the explosions or the nukes it was like yeah. they were happening but it didn't really matter that they were happening it has a sort of like the end of like fight club where the entire everything's falling apart but it doesn't really matter yeah it's like it's just all you've got is this one guy and this girl and again it's very similar to the end of fight club it's a guy and a girl at mm. the end of the world and there's like you really hate the guy. It's like the, the big takeaway at the end of Civilization is that that poor woman, that poor, poor woman. Um, but I mean, there, there is a sense like Anu's talked about how um, 
like he's talked about that sense of malaise and how that inspired a lot of his writing where he's like I can't help but wonder why people are withdrawing into dreams in a reasonably prosperous country a lot of these people in particular are anime fans and for a while I couldn't deal with this I got fed up with Evangelion too for that reason I can't stand people who run away who refuse to face reality surely you'll find something for yourself if you face reality head on if no. nothing else take on a good look at your immediate surroundings yeah, and I, I, I think, like, people, he, 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 when was he saying that? Uh, he was saying that in 2004. Okay, because he, I think he understood quite well then what millennials are all about. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what is the point of this? What yeah. is the purpose? When we face our lives. <laughs> yeah, how no. horrific are they? Let's just retreat into fantasy. I and would, I'm... but I have this podcast today. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to deal with any real problems right now. But I mean, I, and it's kind of, I think it's aged relatively well in that sense. Yeah. I think like, cause I mean, I was watching this, I was watching this as a gigantic screw you to like fans. Cause there is a large degree of that. Mm. And I was watching this, I was thinking he did this years before the last Jedi blew up years before you had this sort of weird thing in like Star Trek fandom or, you know, Doctor Who fandom, or you had this sort of thing where people were like, no, this is wrong. This is what I want it to be. This is the fantasy that I want to hide in. You know, I don't want anything that doesn't conform to my expectations of what this is. You have Anno, who's given people who expected certain things from, like, a Mech Warrior TV show and given them something they didn't expect. And they've sort of, like, again, we're talking death threats, we're talking windows smashed, we're talking graffiti on the office building, we're talking protests, we're talking, like, again, outrage and letters and all this sort of stuff that's really heated and sort of, like, calls to mind, like, the death threats that you got after the launch of Last Jedi and stuff like that, the hounding of people off social media, and all this sort of stuff, like, years and years ahead of that. I, and, I think... Th- there had been some precedent of that sort of thing. Like, I mean, like, like Alien Tree, the way, the way it starts by kind of... Um, killing off Newt and uh, Hicks, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, but even things like... Uh, the cat as well, yeah. maybe. And Star, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, generated enough controversy that like fans took out letters on the front page of Variety and The Hollywood Reporter saying, if you kill off Spock... We will never see another Star Trek movie. And would you want that? Is that what you really want to do to the franchise? <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it? Which is very much what you get on Twitter all the time now. There is a sense of um, proprietorship over, I care about these characters, therefore you better do what I want you to do <laughs> yeah. with them. We're seeing it right now at Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, we're like, we're seeing so much of it. It's like, this is the worst season ever. We're It was never going to work for you. We're saving all of our Game of Thrones spoilers to the end. Oh, no, <laughs> We but, have a Game of Thrones spoiler zone. It's but it's, it's, spoiler it's, zone. And it's still happening with Star Trek today. Like, Darren, you yourself know. Discovery. Disco- like, I, I'm one of the... Like, I actually love Discovery. Whether it's the super dark, like, not your Star Trek season one. Or it's seasons two. Hey, remember Star Trek, the original series? We're going to have some fun here. Uh, it, I like both versions of it. And I am kind of rare in that sense because I've seen both ends of it. Yeah. Of you like people oh turns out people did like season one of discovery even though there was such outrage at the fact that it was so dark and annoying and gritty and then it goes to season two and then there's people going oh i actually liked season one it just it makes no sense and i kind of wish that people would just let artists be do what they want to do do what they want to do let let artists be artists like the funny thing is totally like i'm not gonna watch any of it (laughs) Um, go go ahead make it you don't have to like it but 
people do get, like it. You, you don't, don't get to control yeah. exactly. what the like, creators I, produce. I re- I really I really like Star Trek. I still I um I still watch it. Mm. Okay, for 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 the first time in 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 kind of many years, I have a house with a television, and sometimes I'll come home and turn on the television like at about like six or seven o'clock and there'll be like the next generation will yeah. be and, and I'll watch it and it's great <laughs> and I ha- uh, tried even those racist episodes I well, like I was talking to Darren during the week about how um, the next generation was actually quite good and at least trying to talk yeah I, um, to be about... fair Graham's talking about a very different episode Graham's talking about the planet of the black people from yeah. the first season oh yeah that's yeah, that was like yeah. the worst yeah that, was, that, was, that, that first was, season was awful I think that was um, that was criticised quite a bit that was oh yeah. it was yeah. huge yeah. I know Brent, I love Brent Spiner's response to that which is well I'm glad that we got all of our racism, racism out that early I thought it was Frank who said that <laughs> Um, I don't know. I thought it was funny. He said, "Yeah, I thought, they, yeah, they, whoever it was said that." I'm so glad we got all our sexist and racist episodes out in the first season. Yeah, we just sort of front loaded those, and that gave us the rest of the season. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I watched I watched the first few episodes mm. of Discovery, and I didn't really enjoy them. And there's so there's far too much television now yeah. to keep watching something if that you're, you're not, not enjoying, enjoying it. it. Yeah. So I so I stopped, but it's okay. Like at, at at some point, um, they'll make uh, Star Trek that I like again, and and, and <laughs> maybe I'll, it's kind of and, I'll, and I'll get into that. Yeah, and if they don't, there's seven hundred. Like maybe they, they they, yeah. there's so many yeah. things that they're going to be doing that, that some of it, like, like with any with any kind of a property, like all of the X Men stuff they've got, they, 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 um, that they've done. There's some of that. There there's so much variety. Yeah, in there stuff like Logan, which is, is great. For yeah, example, I love First Class and whatever. Oh, I love First Class. Yeah, but I mean, but then I, there's stuff like Apocalypse, Apocalypse that's yeah. kind of coming in the middle of everything. So presumably there are people who like that. I would, yeah. I would enjoy. Um, I just enjoy watching Oscar Isaac speak in blue makeup. We have derailed massively. We, we I'm just going to point out. <laughs> We're talking about which artists, you know. <laughs> let, um, let, let artists be artists. Yeah. I mean, like the thing is, I um, talking about this film after watching it has made me understand that maybe. I think I'm going to watch the series. I think I myself, I, like, I'm not going to force breathe because I don't think, I, th- I think it, it would be a funny experience to see what you thought. You know what? I may as well. Yeah. Just so I'm I actually quite interested to see. I mean, the fact that Darren and has said that the last two episodes are actually quite interesting in the sense that they subvert the whole mech genre in and of itself. And it's only 26 episodes. It's, it's I watched it over a week. I yeah. did what Andrew did with Twin Peaks. I felt guilty making Andrew binge Twin Peaks over the course of a week. So I felt like before I did this... Why didn't I you would... do something for me? Rather, <laughs> rather than punish yourself to make up Cause for Because I'm Shinji. I'm really Shinji. You are the worst. I, I am the worst. I can't imagine anything but, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to watch the series. I want to see... As a, as, a, as a whole, I want to see what this is going to be like. Oh, um, just out of curiosity here, I actually have a ni- another nice quote from Anno. We're talking about like, is fans. It by, by, by nice, <laughs> do you mean funny or do you mean nice? I mean, I mean revealing. Because <laughs> oh, okay. um, I mean, we're talking a little bit about how it's very reflective of like modern, oh, we- modern Western fan culture. Yeah. Um, Anu actually wrote it again about Japanese uh, fan culture. And this is his observation. Anu understands the Japanese national attraction to characters like Rei as the product of a stunted imaginative landscape born of Japan's defeat in the Second World War. Japan lost the war to the Americans, he explains, seeming interested in his own words for the first time during our interview. (laughs) Since that time, the education we received is not one that creates adults. Even for us, people in our 40s and for the generation older than me in their 50s or their 60s, there's no reasonable model of what an adult should look like. 
The theory that Japan's defeat stripped the country of its independence and led to the creation of a nation of permanent children, weaklings forced to live under the protection of the American Big Daddy, is wildly shared by artists and intellectuals in Japan. It is also a staple of popular cartoons, many of which feature a well-meaning government that turns out to be a facade, concealing sinister and more powerful forces. Anno pauses for a moment and gives a dark-browed stare out the window. I don't see any adults here in Japan, he says with a shrug. The fact that you see salarymen reading manga and pornography on the trains and being unafraid, unashamed or anything is something that you wouldn't have seen 30 years ago with people who grew up under a different system of government. They would have been far too embarrassed to open a book of cartoons or dirty pictures on a train. But that's what we have now in Japan. We are a country of children. He talks about it almost as if they've been cuckolded by the Americans. Yeah, it really seems well. like Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> when was that? When was that? That quote was from 2007. I'd love to know what he thinks right now. Yeah. Seeing I, America as it is right now and seeing Japan. Because America arguably has a similar sort of thing going on with its own pop culture. And I mean, like we say America, like pop culture in general. Yeah. Stuff like that as well. There have been several complaints with regards to the Japanese school system, especially regarding the history curriculum. Um, in that they're, they're accused of creating a generation of children who are raised to hate Japan and what it's done. They're raised, it's called um, apologists. Yeah. They're raising them to say, look, we did all this stuff and it was terrible and we should hate ourselves for it and, and never forgive Shinji ourselves. And Shinji a product of that then is the I question wonder, actually. Yeah. There is an interesting, because Shinji does hate himself and all the horrible so stuff much. that he's done. Well, he is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think that's but how, how much of that kind of um, developing, like, like um, a kind of, uh, self hatred makes you um, uh, kind of um, actually hate yourself, hateful and disgusting. Like, like as as in like if you're if you're if you're raised to kind of like feel inferior, do you kind of become inferior? Um, I I certainly think that is true. Yeah, that would happen if you were raised to believe that you're inferior. If you're you are going to think of nothing. If you're told constantly, yeah, you you'd be like, why? Like, why wouldn't I like, like read, read porn on the bus? No, not, to, <laughs> not to bring this back to something that is quite that is a little uh, sad or that, but like, uh, for example, anyone who's bullied when they were a child, right? If you are consistently told that you are worthless, that you're inferior, that you know you're knocked down, and you're told that when you're a young child. That depending on the intensity of it, that can be ingrained in you for rest of your life. That can like pretty much set you down a path of that of that kind of neurosis. So I I believe that that is definitely mm. something. Yeah. I mean, as someone who was, but I can definitely see that as something that can happen to someone where they just think so much to the point that where if they if you are uh, complimented, even you don't believe it. Right. So I I definitely think. There is something there about Shinji's character. Yes, he is a very annoying protagonist, but I think it's not like it's an accident. It's not like there was uh, it's poor narrative. Yeah. He was written that way. Yeah, Anu's not sitting there from the bleachers going, Go, Shinji! Yeah, no, he's actually like, Guys, I'm going to show you the most despicable human being, and he's going to be your protagonist. He's, he's both me mm. and you. Yeah. Um, he's the worst version of ourselves or he's the the very real version of ourselves this is the thing where it's been suggested that like even Anu's like gigantic screw you to fans right which is you know there's some debate about the degree to which it was I think like I've read some interview quotes from him and I've read them on the podcast it's quite clear that maybe he's not entirely like the healthiest relationship with fans but like it's been suggested that even that is a reflection of his own 
in his own attitude towards himself, his own difficulty with himself, because he himself is a massive fan of anime. Like, he's a huge fan of, like, the culture and traditions. He was a big nerd. Like, even uh, Maizaki. Oh, by the way, himself and Maizaki are best friends. Um, which <laughs> what? Is, yeah, himself Please, and Ma- If you remember, Miyazaki is quite a grumpy old man. Me- he, like, he's all, like, in the films, he always points <laughs> out, there's if there is a smoking grumpy old man, that's me. But, like, this is the thing where uh, Maizaki, like, so, for example, they worked together, I mentioned earlier, on uh, Nosca in the Valley of the Wind, where he animated the God Warriors sequence. You, you can, can see a totally lot, tell. You can see a lot of that in here. But there's there also, is a lot of To that be in. fair, the things you mentioned earlier that he has also worked on, I actually quite like most of the rest of his work. Yeah, like the Shin Godzilla film is <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's, um, and I mean, it has been noted that, again, his work is kind of caught between two extremes of both being a fan and being critical of fans. His mm. next film after this was a live-action film, I think, called Love and Pop. Uh, which was about teenage prostitution, Jesus. Um, but was notable for the number of uh, what some critics described as unnecessary upskirt shots. Uh, uh, it's not available in English language sub or dub, so I, I haven't watched it and don't have any comment on it, but apparently it's been noted by people who've seen it, that it manages to be both an evisceration of a certain kind of Japanese culture and a weird celebration of uh, the worst aspects of it as well. And you have this sort of push and pull like, between like, the two. Like, like this, to yeah. a certain extent as well. But here's the thing. So you watched it without any subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it like we watched it. Turn the sound yeah. Yeah. Look, at, look at you, Andrew. Turn the lights. Throwing, so. him under, throwing him on that bullet. Look uh, at you. Throwing him under that car that Ms. Adam's <laughs> driving to <laughs> the facility. Um, but it's worth noting that, like, Again, um, and the the relationship between Maizaki and Anu is amazing because they are like the best of friends. They literally at one stage... Light and dark. No, but they literally like they rented a plane and flew around the Sahara for some reason <laughs> for like a couple of weeks together. Lovely. This is like their idea of taking a holiday. Uh, but at one point, um, at one point, Maizaki asked Anu two things. He asked him a number of favors for this like Studio Ghibli's anniversary, which is great. He was like, Anu, I want you to write the foreword to the Studio Ghibli book. And I know he's like, yep, I can do that for you. And the foreword basically consists of um, Studio Ghibli understand the lightness in life, but they have no comprehension of the darkness. Instead, they present a shallow, facile presentation of like what life is like without focusing on the hurt and the pain and the suffering that grounds us all in the human experience. But that's fine. I suppose that's what entertainment is these days. And Maizaki published this. Maizaki was, like, <laughs> Maizaki was like, I asked you to do it. You did it. That's cool. He also asked him to come back and do the join Maizaki for the commentary on Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, the oh, two geez. of them together. Um, and this is a quote from somebody who's listened to it. The commentary for Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind is amazing. The whole time the movie's playing, Anu keeps referring to Maizaki as that old geezer. And asking, why the heck would that old geezer make this directorial choice here? But he takes a break from ripping on the movie whenever Nausicaa's squirrel-like animal companion Teto shows up to say, Teto is cute, over and over and over again. I, I find myself almost warming to Anu, just based on this level of misanthropy. I mean, in there. Teto is cute. Teto is so cute. Teto just, Teto. Oh, Teto just sort of barrows beneath that sort of exterior. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about this? Anything we haven't discussed already? Anything that sort of jumps out at people about uh, this movie? No. Or it's placing on the list? I mean, at the end of the day, I think I've come to the realisation, I think I might watch this just so I fully understand the scope of this man's hatred. (laughs) The depth of like... The depth. (laughs) The depth of anger and resentment. I need to understand this. Um, Because I know loads of manga authors have complicated relationships with their fans. Akira Toriyama um, is most notable. 
Uh, By the way, I'm reading Andrew's notes over his shoulder. He's literally written angry man yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um, so he already got that. I got like at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, he's really angry man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm just going to watch it. I'm just going to watch this anime. And I'm just going to be just astounded. I just, I, I'm, just, I'm just kind of excited just to see what kind of level of hatred is this guy built towards his fandom and to his creation, it seems. Like, it feels like he hates his creation. Well, he hates his creation, but he keeps coming back. Yeah. He's doing four reboot movies of them. He's doing a Netflix series, which, again, is landing is on Is there a live 21st. action series coming? Is there a live action coming? I don't think it's live action. Uh. Um, it would be interesting to see a live action adaptation. Yeah. Although Pacific Rim comes quite close, just without the hatred. Yeah. Pacific Rim is basically my frame of reference for what, like, Neon Genesis Evangelion would look like if you didn't hate everything. Um, and they refuse to get in the Jaegers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about yourself? Is there anything else? Anything we haven't discussed already? Um, I think we've hit most of the main <laughs> topics. Um, I don't think we really discussed any of the characters outside of Shinji. <laughs> well, they are all just reflections Because he is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the film's weird relationship with sex, actually. Because, again, he's surrounded by women. And you have this weird thing where he's in Mizatu's head watching her having sex, which is very That's strange. Weird. That, yeah. yeah. Well, the point where he's, like, literally looking at all of them naked. Yeah. Like, he's, like, in his own head. And he's seen them, we don't see them naked, but it's quite clear yeah. that they are naked to him. Yeah. And it's just like, Shinji, you are the worst. Yeah, it's that weird fusion of sex and death. Yeah. Because again, or, se- or death and rebirth. Yeah. The Thanat- other one. Eros and Thanatos to yeah. go Freud, isn't it? Freud is Eros and Thanatos. Okay. Sure. All right. Sure. Why not? Okay. All right. All right. But the idea that both are who's going to tell us otherwise? Yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> this isn't a live broadcast. We learn from our mistakes, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew, is there anything else that we missed? No. I, I, looking at the, the uh, looking at the credits. Oh, no, welcome to the credits corner. Um, <laughs> that's what we're calling it now. There, it, it said at one point Mackie Pro, and I was wondering, is that the person who who rolls those uh, Mackie? kind of um, uh, 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 sushi rolls on, on, <laughs> on, on the set. They're, they're Mackie Pro. Um, there was also a Wombat. A Wombat? Uh, what? And I was like, oh, Wombat's in this. <laughs> um, I don't know what Wombat was doing. <laughs> I, think, I think Wombat is a program? Probably a program. It's a program? Yeah. yeah. I'm not supposed to, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, wombat is probably, yeah, a company that came in and helped do some of the animation. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, worth noting actually a couple of things actually before we go because I just have some stuff in the notes here the actors the English voice actors had no idea what was going on I recognised one fair. voice actor <laughs> yeah. in that entire cast uh, which is rare for me I noticed one came across that they didn't <laughs> that yeah. they were just reading the there lines there was a line I think at one point that Shinji had where he said I don't understand anything <laughs> <It was> fair <laughs> and that was the most <laughs> convincing really line to me. I mean yeah, like yeah. He, scre- he screamed so annoyingly, like his, like his scream. You know, you yeah. you got you to get an anime scream down well, yeah. otherwise it's annoying. Definitely oh. difficult to listen to, maybe. Yeah. By the way, getting a sense of this might be one of our most controversial episodes. The Japan's Cultural Affairs Agency in no 2000... No one will listen to this episode, because yeah. we haven't really recommended they watch it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so nobody's getting past the spoiler zone. Yeah. But Japan's Cultural Affairs Agency named it the most important anime ever in 2007. The Japanese National Tourist Organization offers maps of Tokyo highlighting sites from the series. They built a bullet train that was stylized in order to match the design of the mechs from the series. Cool. It's the cornerstone of Netflix's attempted uh, expansion in Japan starting in 2015. So this is a beloved institution. This is like a, 
This is a, it's been compared to Star Wars. It's, according to David Samuels, who talked about it in The Atlantic, it's the most influential Japanese cultural product of the last decade. Uh, originally, sorry, well, when he wrote... Excuse me, wrote Dragon Ball Z. But he said it's, it's shaped the psyches of Japanese under 40 like nothing in recent Western cultural experience, except perhaps the Beatles and the first Star Wars movies. I really need to talk to someone who truly loves this. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel I need their perspective. I need them to tell me why they adore this. Why this is Darren, why this Darren, is in I think, the, Darren, the I think you needed a real expert here. I am not. And we were uh, no, I think you really need an expert for this. Because <laughs> yeah. we are not that. <laughs> Don't I'm worry. I'm so curious. Well, just, I, I we'll need do an to... OVA version of yeah. this. <laughs> Where we're played by someone else. <laughs> but okay, cool. So I think that about wraps it up. But if people are looking for a bit more breed, a bit more graham in their lives, where can they find you guys? You will never find me. <laughs> it's true, breed's nowhere. Uh, she is nowhere she is but nowhere. everywhere <laughs> <laughs> to quote the film uh, you can check me out on Speaking Geek uh, my own podcast where we talk about everything geeky um, I'm at Graham Geek Air on Twitter uh, Game Air uh, for my gaming account uh, Game Air for the website where we have review video games and all that upcoming reviews have been uh, Mortal Kombat 11 which we just did Ooh, and uh, oh, oh, oh it's amazing uh, and then a big JRPG f- uh, game uh, that I'm finally finishing after 90 hours of playing is the Trails of Cold Steel uh, Legends of Heroes uh, franchise. It's so, amazing. So any Japanese fans uh, of RPGs will be very interested in that. Can and you tell me, uh, yes. Cupman and uh, Monkboy? Oh, are, yeah. Cuphead. Cuphead. Was this called Cuphead? Yeah, I think so. Um, I haven't played that. You haven't? No, but I've heard it's super hard. It. It's so difficult. Yeah, it's so difficult. <laughs> I have heard people just go, it's so hard. Do you, do you play two player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it get harder? I think it gets harder with oh, two no. player. Because uh, there's more stuff happening on <laughs> yeah. the screen. So, because there's a second character. Did it, did it trick you into thinking it was easy because of the cute animations? <laughs> Yeah, I just found it so, so difficult. Um, And then scroll on for all my reviews, where you will see a very touching review for uh, the latest Avengers film, which is really ironic, because I gave it three and a half out of five, and I'm quoted on the uh, trailer. Now, granted, my star rating isn't on the trailer, which was quite clever in their part. Um, But yeah, that is... But yeah, one of the tw- 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 one of the Twitter trailers has all of the Irish broadcasts like um, like uh, Entertainment Today, Buzz Day, Joe, Geek Ireland, all that are on there, and they're all given like four or five stars. And then my quote is in it, which is basically um, awe-inspiring shots uh, look like they're ripped right out of the comic books. There's a particular scene we all know. Yeah. It's like a splash page, uh, and that quote is there. But unlike everyone else's, mine does not have a star rating because I didn't give it a four or a five. I gave it like a three and a half because I think it's a great film, but there's so three many things Three and a half wrong. is still like seven out of I ten. Know, I, I guess. know, But I've been told by people, to, like, star ratings need to be solid either threes, yeah. fours, fives. Um, so it was just who puts see? a three out of five on their poster? It's no, like, but they didn't. That's okay. the point. Put, I, know, like, I know. I know. If people go onto Twitter and look at the uh, the Disney UK and Ireland, you'll see my quote for Scon on there, and it's just it's just really funny because like I'm one of the least people that liked it. Like the, like like Darren will Darren will be able to attest like to this. All those we Irish were <laughs> like all those all Irish bastards. bastards. We were we were we were joined together you me donald um it's a great club to be in i'm very flattered to actually be in that sort of like trinity of uh, irish bastards we're the true trinity not batman (laughs) superman or wonder woman we're the true trinity not adam lilith and shinji apparently (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's where you can catch me and if you can catch me well done Um, 
But uh, remember, like Pokemon, he has to choose you, listeners. <laughs> it's Digimon that changed it. <laughs> um, Andrew, yourself. Yeah, um, you might be checking this out on Netflix. Also, check out um, something I enjoyed. It's a bit hit and miss, but, uh, but made me laugh out loud quite a few times was um, I Think You Should Leave. It's, um, I think um, his name is, is it Jim Robinson? Yeah, I, I, oh, this is the sketch comedy show. Yes, yes yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah, great yeah. things about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very funny and very short. It's well, I mean, like about six 15-minute ones. So yeah. you, you'll, you'll be done in less time than it takes to listen to this podcast. And again, this is the thing with sketch comedy, where you can just jump in and jump out, basically. You can mm. even like pick Pretty up mid-episode yeah, as well. Even, like, so I watched Mitchell and Webb over about like five years that way. But he, he, even with Mitchell and Webb, they have a lot of kind of recurring, recurring yeah. um, kind of characters. In, Angel in, and the BMX Bandit. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. They, they, um, <laughs> but um, in this, I think maybe just because it's six uh, 15 minute episodes, there aren't any recurring characters oh, okay. really. So they're uh, all individual. Each of those 15 minutes yeah. has their own sketches and none of them connect or overlap or whatever. Yeah, I mean, oh. there, there's some kind of um, things that that's, uh, recur a little bit here and there. Um, but um, like tuna cans and... Um, I think it's a. It's I think a, you might need to watch that, listeners, to get a. <laughs> it's a one. term for a chill. <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, perfect. Uh, you can follow me at Darren underscore Mooney. Um, I actually watched the entirety of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, I would recommend it. I don't have a grounding. Stuff is I don't have a grounding in anime, so I don't know if this is good or especially weird. I was talking to people about this, and it was like. I have no frame of reference for this. So I don't know if, like, the penguin making weird eye contact with Shinji is, like... Normal? Normal for this sort of thing. But it was very strange for it's me. It's just watching. a show. And I kind of... I kind of dug it. It's messy. It's clumsy. It's occasionally stilted. It's psychobabble. is occasionally a little bit suffocating and stuff like that. There's a lot of characters explaining things to one another, but in really abstract terms. Again, you can tell that somebody read a lot of Freud and Jung going into it. But I'm kind of glad I watched it. So I would kind of recommend that. And it's probably a good idea. It'll all be on Netflix in wonderful high definition as well. Um, because the high definition discs are very hard to come by at the moment. It's very uh, hard to find. It'll so, be coming out on a dub on, on, on Netflix. Can, on well, Netflix. I mean, you, you, can both. you can choose either or. You yeah. can? Yeah. 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 On Netflix? Yeah. yeah, and you can have the ah. sub as well. Um, yeah, so I would wholeheartedly recommend that. Follow me at Darren underscore Mooney, the podcast at At The 250. Uh, we'll be back next week, but thank you very much, guys, for taking time to do this. I really appreciate it, particularly <laughs> throwing you guys in. I had not watched this before, so I didn't know how connected or unconnected yeah. it was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to be like, so I appreciate you guys coming in and doing this. I really, really yeah, do. We all, we, all, we all jumped in that bullet, <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. We all jumped in that bullet. We're bonded now yeah. together. Yeah. Bullets um, all over the floor <laughs> that we're jumping on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's happening. We're bonded together, except for the part where Darren's like, no, no, we're not. <laughs> we are the worst. Oh, yeah. uh, but anyway, we'll be back next week. Take it easy, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.